11 o'clock comics episode 255 oh, yeah. oh, I wait for that I needed that today I did, I needed to move here today. Yeah, wait for it all this. Davis. Is he chops me down? Here we go. Oh, I feel kind of worked out. No, no, it's all boot talk. You know how they get. All of a sudden, I'm shell. They have their own language. It's like friggin'. Yeah, he got that tight. He did a, a boxing fight with Roddy 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 Piper. Horrible, horrible fight. And you know what made it worse? No, no, no. This is in the day. Yeah, but the thing was, I I watched the boxing match after the fight where it was Mr. T, Hulk Hogan, Superfly Snuka. Uh, Roddy Piper, uh, Paul Orndorff, and Cowboy Bob, and friggin' Liberace was yep. master of the, yeah. um, Muhammad Ali was one of the judges, it was an awesome fight, and then I watched this boxing match, and it's like two paraplegic, just like going right. at each other, it was horrible. It's the ref. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It Dude, was. old school Raw was sweet this week. It was. It was. It was yeah. Old school. <laughs> Man, the next, the next morning, Tuesday morning, it's just like, fucking punk. I punk. hate him. I hate him. What? I love him. He's no, he's, he's, he's so a, rude. He is a punk. He's rude. The, the, old, the old woman with the with the birthday, and he just interrupts. He's so he br- just he just like goes in front of Mae Young, knocks the old woman over almost. That's his. <laughs> if I was his father, I'd punch him in the face. Oh shit! He's a role uh, model, dude. In, in other words, his act is working on me. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So here we go. Hey, I think we have enough. Yeah, that was enough. Wow, that was, no, that was very short. You must was be, it no, really? Must have been like a Ramon song or something. No, no, no. Well, it's close. No, that that's good. We're fine. Hey, everybody. You know, Ooh. Well, I was just going to say, um, because I'm already, I, tonight's mission is to derail the show as many times. Huh. I'm so I love into, it already. I know. I've absolutely rediscovered my love of Fugazi over the last week. Oh, so good. They are good. Oh God, so good. Was, good! I've been listening to thirteen songs like nonstop. It's so amazing. Sorry, go ahead, Vince. No, that's if you want to interrupt with Fugazi anytime, you oh, just feel so, free to do so. So so goddamn good. Jason's like what? <sighs> so good. I don't even have my notebook ready. I'm just so excited <laughs> to be here. Hey everybody, eleven o'clock comics, episode two hundred and fifty-five. I am Vince B. Yes, you are, and you are you are so darn knowledgeable about the music. So I I love throwing in you know something to make you happy. Not yeah. all of it though. I blank on Jason's stuff. Complete oh, yeah. blank. <laughs> you you and me both, brother. But that, uh, ah. And I'm Christopher Neesman. You are, but I see I bat your knowledge on curling. I'm David Price. Mm. Yeah, you is, and I am Randy the Apex Predator Orton. Oh, you I'm let out. me down. Good night. You I'm let out. me down. <laughs> Jason, you know what I was telling Dap? I said, you know what he's going to do this week? Hmm? Fondango. No, and I knew, I knew as soon as I, I Jason did me today. Watching wrestling again because of this Fandingus guy. Oh, he's horrible! It's such a, it's a riot. He's so bad. <laughs> you know what it's like? It's like when they did the Mister Perfect uh, 
promos for like it uh, seemed like three years before he actually wrestled. Remember, and it would be like him throwing a basketball from half court. Yeah. Him like throwing a football like eighty yards. Is you know what the thing run? is? He has this beautiful Latin woman come out and do this wonderful flamenco dance, and she's doing it up on there. And he comes out, and he doesn't have an accent. He he sounds like he's from like um you know Poughkeepsie or, or Buffalo or something. I mean, what are you? I mean, it's now weird. for those but, that don't know, Fandango is the name of the ticket service, but it's actually that company's named after. Uh, a type of Spanish dance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. After, but what? Have you ever seen the movie Fandango? Hmm. Uh, I think I have. Yeah. With Kevin, it's a very very early Kevin Costner movie. Fantastic, yeah. fantastic uh, movie. It's also a ZZ Top album. Mm. Fandango. Yes. But anyway, no, you're not. You're not Orton. Yeah. You are. God, he's not Orton. Really? No, I don't mind Dude, Orton. All that bad. Orton? He's the he's the man. <laughs> anyway, he's a strapping lad. Get it. Uh, you're not awesome. Orton. You're Jason Wood, everybody. And once again, this week, if I sound terrible or I'm doing nasty things to the mic, I'm still trying to get used to this Yeti. So just bear with me. Do I sound all right? Sound great. Of course you do. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, anyway. By the way, Fandango's 31 years old. Jesus. Wow. The, the movie? No, the wrestler. <laughs> oh. The movie's probably that old anyway. But So Such where are we? Movie. Where what what where are we? What? Jason just went. Everybody went, and you know what? You we know, gotta talk about our wonderful, fantastic sponsor. Well, yeah. What I was gonna say is, you know who's never late or confused? Discount Comic Book Service. Uh-huh. Because when you order stuff from them, you get it. DCBService.com. Listen to some of the specials you can reap this month from Image. It's Bedlam. Trade, Volume 1, written by Nick Spencer, art by Riley Rosmo. We love him. Cover by Fraser, rhymes with laser, Irving. Mm -hmm. List price on this bad boy is $9.99. That's cheap on its own, but you can get it for $4.99. Is Irving, is he he one of those UK guys? Yes, he he is. He's a pawn jumper. one of them damn Europeaners. Damn yeah. talented you European guys. Uh, He's, man, he he draws the the scariest pilgrims. <laughs> he does <laughs> crazy scary and devil uh, cats. So there you go, fifty percent off from Boom. Boom. Cl- Clive Barker's back and he's got a comic with him. It's called New Genesis Number One of Twelve. So it's a maxi series written by Clive Barker and Mark L. Miller, with art by Hemi Jang. Okay. Uh, who cares? It, it's Clive Barker, and it's at Boom. Cover price three ninety nine. Your price one ninety nine. Do the damn math. And from the IDW, it's John Burns Doomsday plus Doomsday point one. Oh, it's not plus one. It's point one. Um, it's a four issue miniseries. Uh, you can get in on the ground floor with this issue. Cover price three ninety nine. Your price, David. Tell them. Half price. That's right. A dollar ninety nine. Where else are you gonna get it at that price? And nowhere. If, nowhere. If you're a first time customer, enter this code that Dave's gonna tell you into the wonderfully manicured area and you will get an extra eight percent off your already huge discount, David. What it is? It is EOC eight. EOC eight. So simple. So easy and you get an extra eight percent off. My God. And remember, previews, digital. Little more than a dollar, dollar and change. Don't kill a tree for that big ass unnecessary catalog. You get it downloaded to you. Okay? 
Do it. DCBService.com. It is the future. It's the future. Yep. Hey, well, I know jetpacks, but it's the future. Vincent. Yeah. Speaking of Clive Barker. Yeah. What do you think of Nightbreed? <laughs> I freaking love <laughs> Nightbreed. Dude, that's one of those movies that I feel like I watched like a trillion times on cable as a kid, and like nobody, I feel like no one else has ever seen it. You know what scared the shit out of me? Not the movie per se, but the scrolling Nightbreed, the actual word Nightbreed, when it had all the monsters in the letters. Mm-hmm. I think I think it was at the end of the movie that just creeped my shit out because there was stuff going on in those letters. I had no idea what it was. It did not look kosher. Let's just put it that way. Because Clive Barker's a freak. Well, the star of that, Craig Sheffer. Yeah. He, uh, he, I was when my wife used to watch uh, One Tree Hill. Mm-hmm. I remember when she first started watching, I was like, the fuck's that dude doing? I'm like, she's like, what are you talking about? Like, he's from Nightbreed. She was like, what are you talking about? The scene that always freaked me out is, is early on in the hospital where Homeboy takes out the blades and starts slicing his forehead. Oh, yeah. I know, dude. Oh, and did and, you know? The the version of Nightbreed you saw in theaters was not Clive Barker's version of Nightbreed. The studio savaged that movie. And I think I don't know if it's out yet. It's either out or it's out very, very soon. They're putting out the director's cut of Nightbreed, which is the way Barker oh, wow. intended it to be seen. Yeah, so it's going to be a little different than what you saw in the, in the theaters. Well, I, I know, yeah. he, I know he, he bitched and moaned a lot about that because yeah. it was a huge, huge bomb. They raped it. Yeah. Yeah. I always liked Lord of Illusions. The um, I had the the the, the um, at least the first issue because I remember the uh, the oh Jim Jim, Bikey Bow ba- the 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 English artist. You know who I mean? Yes. B a i k e. Yes. He yes. did the, he did the art at least on the first issue. Yeah, and then who did it after him? A little I while wish, later. I don't know. Brett Blevins. Oh. Yep. Blevins nice. had a nice run on Nightbreed. I have those bound, by the way. That's night and day. Wow. Yeah. But anyway, yes, Nightbreed is awesome. Respect. Chris. This is good stuff. Yes, sir. Do you think? Oh, yeah. We're drinking stuff. Um, Vince. Are we? Yes, we are. Yeah. We better be. Peppy Mac. Oh, God. Well, Come at least we're, craw- we're crawling back to <laughs> normalcy. So disappointed. Okay, uh... Jason, how about you? Pick us up. Pick us up. H to the Izzo. Nice. <sighs> 23 pounds, my brothers. Dude, I've drank like 18 gallons of water in the last week. Wow, your bladder must be huge. Dude, I've had to pee so bad. You don't even... I got off the bus today and I had to half hour between getting off the bus and picking up uh, one of my sons at baseball. And I was like, what am I going to do? I'm like, i got to go into a store and buy something so I can use their restroom. <laughs> I had to pee so bad. Have you ever read the uh, diary of Special Agent Dale Cooper no. from Twin Peaks? I'm, I'm a huge Twin Peaks fan. So when, when Twin Peaks was, was hitting hard, I bought everything. And um, Lynch and I think Frost wrote uh, a pseudo diary of, of Special Agent Dale Cooper. And what he used to do, because the guy was basically celibate, he used to drink copious amounts of liquid and hold it for as long as he could and he said that was a uh, it was better than sex it was uh, um, because he'd get so and then once he finally released it it was more intense than an orgasm no not really not so much he needs to have a woman that can work him over right way but all he had was Diane Mm. she was stuck in that little tape recorder so or was she (laughs) David David can you help us here uh, for you, Chris, I am having some Buffalo Trace. 
buffalo chips. Nice. Thank you. I You're appreciate welcome. that. <laughs> He's doing it for you, Chris. I know he is. Right. Because because buffalo trees. Because why? Town would dance. He's my boo. That's right. <laughs> oh, so many dance. boos, so little time. My Word. God. Don't We're both drinking bourbon because, uh, because I'm drinking um, um, from uh, Andy Tom um, uh, gave me a bottle of some uh, some Jim Beam Collector's Edition. It had to be from like the early 80s. No and kidding. It's in, yeah, it's in like the commemorative like wildlife bottle. The trout? Andy title. Yes. And, uh, and so I'm having that with a little, uh, little Seagram's ginger ale and it was delicious. Cool. So nothing fancy, but, uh, but very tasty. So well, good. Uh, Hey, before I forget, um, we had mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago, or maybe last week, my uh, lamentations to the women about not ordering um, the Sullivan Sluggers on the on the Kickstarter. Yeah, boy, what a swing! Well, let's keep it in the realm of baseball. My opinion on that has swung. Really? Yes, yeah. thanks to Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Because I didn't know what was going on. Chris is right about to prove how how infrequently he goes to the forums. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, well, David, you you got it. Do, it is it good? I got it too. Yeah. It's awesome. Oh, I have it too. It's amazing. We, yeah. I, it's it's pretty. I haven't I haven't read it yet. I have. I also have the. I don't know if I'll actually crack the spine or read it off of um the comicsology version that I have, but I have it. It's it's pretty, and the packaging. Isn't too bad. I, I I really can't. If I saw this on the shelf, it'd be something that I'd be really interested in getting. If I didn't know would, what you know, right? Yeah, yeah. The the uh, a new Kickstarter has been opened up for for people that that didn't get the original run. Uh, <laughs> at, least, at least the people who are backing it hope that it will come to pass. Real? <laughs> oh, oh, fill me in because yeah, I've actually not the toast. I actually uh-huh. filed a formal complaint with Kickstarter about it and asked really? them to take it down. Mm-hmm. Really? What's going on? Because well, I first of all, it violates the terms of service okay. in that it's basically he's he had a, he created a one dollar campaign just to sell the inventory he already has in existence. So okay. that's a direct violation of Kickstarter's terms of service. But uh, more importantly, it's just I think that uh, he's a gentleman that that had I known uh, what I know now, I, I wouldn't. No matter what I thought of the book, I wouldn't have bought the book. So, really? but I'll leave it at that. People can go to the forums and read about the details did, if they're interested. Did Stoko kind of get screwed on it? Well, I don't know. Be getting. I mean, I, I mean, look, he got a page rate, as I understand it. I mean, but that's it. Okay. Know? And so, oh. I mean, but and I think Jason notice, said it the best. If you notice, um, James Stoko hasn't talked about this. Yeah, as that's what I was just exactly uh, going to say. Uh, I think his silence speaks a lot more than uh, if he were vocal about it, because it's a huge book. Yeah. Not only in terms David of David Brothers and a couple other people are very public, and you can find them if you uh-huh. Google uh, anecdotes uh-huh. about their dealings with this gentleman and uh, and his his reputation more than precedes him and how he treats or I should say mistreats his uh, his partners and uh, coworkers and that sort of thing. So just uh, I just well, color I, me stupid. How about me how too. about we switch over to another uh, Kickstarter? And uh, the God Hates Astronauts continues to kick butt. Brian uh, <laughs> passed, uh, Jeez, dude, 50, 50 grand on it, going strong, uh, pushing the stretch goals. I think the next one is you actually get um, Ryan's little finger um, sent to you in a box. <laughs> he should have a stretch goal where he comes to do my my lawn. That'd be great. I'd go in for it, that. It, it's, I think the I think the Ryan Brown mows your lawn stretch goal <laughs> is maybe is the hundred grand mark. 
But nice. uh, he added a new uh, tier and insult edition tier. Yeah. Yes, yes. So insult into your book. Yeah, which is which is very uh, very Ryan. Uh, we actually got to got to go out and have a couple uh, a couple beers last week, and he is uh, blown away by the support of of not just everyone, but specifically the eleven o'clock comics listeners he got a lot a lot of messages from a lot of you all out there and was blown away by it and and bought me several beers because of it so thank you he should have he gave you a page i were negotiating Come on, ryan step up we are, that. We're, we're negotiating <laughs> speaking of that uh-huh am i the only one with a thank you to give uh mine actually is probably something i'll talk about if it's the same thing, I didn't get anything. Okay, you probably just haven't gotten it yet. Okay, uh, I received a little care pack. Well, not little, actually, a big care package from uh, Mister Art T. Bear uh, with uh, a bunch of Chrono Mechanics related materials, including a original peach. No, no way! Yeah. Well, I wasn't on that episode, so I'm going to assume that... Right, you're probably that, out. Yeah, was, yeah with that's that, not... Having wow. on, I was having him on the show, and I want you to appreciate the support. Oh, that's awesome. So, good good on you guys. Oh, I'm stunned. That is nice. I'm giddy. I, I, can't, I can't wait to read it, and um, I, actually, I still have to go back and listen to the episode. It's so much fun. It's, the book. Yeah, it's, and, and well, that was so your guys. Thank you. All right, well, stay tuned. Yeah. Hey, I've got... An, I've got... I have an original art question that I'm going to ask you guys and uh, and all of the uh, listeners and forumites and ch- chime in on the uh, the feedback thread um, at the forum, which is where, David? Forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com All of a sudden, I uh, over at the Comic Art Fans website, I've got I've got all of my art or almost all of my art posted there. And I never put um, not for sale on them. You, it, it, people that are familiar with that site, you can post your art, yeah, right. And you can, and you, you can designate if something is not for sale or for sale or whatever. I always leave that empty because the way I feel about it, you, you know, everyone has their price, you know. So you know, if there's if there's a piece of art that that I have, there's there is a monetary figure or another piece of art out there that I would, you know. Like the cover to Amazing Fantasy 15, I'm probably going to trade just about <laughs> anything in my collection for that, right? So I never put not for sale. I just happen to own the cover to the Six Gun number one. Yes. Which right. is now in production as, or pre production as a pilot that NBC is, uh, ha- has picked up. There, you have you shit all the time. I know, aren't I? I'm the Forrest Gump of comic art. Um, so you guys have seen the uh, the casting info, right? I mean, they're getting some they're getting some really good actors lined no up doubt, for yeah. the sixth gun. It looks great. So all of a sudden, like in the last week, I'm starting to get inquiries on this cover. Um, the The question is: sit or sell? Sit. Sit. Mm-hmm. Let it ride. Well. Uh... I can't answer that with more detail. Like, what? it's all about the magnitude of the inquiry. Like you said, everybody has a price. If the price is, um, you know, well within your your price range, then then, then sell eight eight times what I paid for it. 
Uh, peace out. I'd be selling this shit. <laughs> no, you know what you do, Chris? Here, here's my opinion, and I'm I'm not as qualified as Jason in terms of money, but this is just just no, I'm not. This is just my opinion. I would ride it until about a week before the premiere, if it ever gets made. But you yeah. keep keep your eye on the news. If yeah. if it you know if it does get made and go into production, keep that thing until like a week before it airs. But, the, then but that's the it. thing is that I actually like the cover. I actually like the art. So yeah, it's something if you can that, get a couple of you know, G's for it. Yeah. Though, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's you know very very interesting and, and it's intriguing to to kind of think about. Well, the, let me uh, ask you. Are I mean. Is there, I know they've been announcing the cast, but is this for this is for a pilot, right? Yes, pilot. Okay, so the downside would be well, there's no downside. I was going to say if you hold on to it and then the pilot falls through, which like happened with Powers, you know, a year or two ago, um, you know, then sort of some of the interest goes away, if not significantly so. But like you said, you own the cover because you love it. So mm-hmm. worst case is you keep a cover you already really enjoy having. So yeah, I, I bought it long before I ever. Um, uh, thought knew it was going to be you know uh, picked up for a, a TV show. I didn't buy it as an investment. I bought it because it's the number one cover of a book that I really enjoy, and and Brian was selling it ridiculously cheap. So um, yeah, so yeah, I, I I love it, but yeah, it's but there is a price. <laughs> it's, you know, sure. it's like yeah, trade it for a car. Yeah. Well, you never know if if yeah. it gets all wonky like The Walking Dead, you probably could. Yeah, I tell you what, that Michonne page that I have, it that one is is kind of you know it's scratching at the back of my head right now. It's like you know just put a buy it now price on eBay and and see what happens. So, yeah, I was actually talking to a friend who's really into the, I guess he's not alone, uh, the Walking Dead TV show, mm-hmm. and uh, he was at my house and he he was he's walked past my. Walking Dead page probably a dozen times before, but he never actually noticed it before. It didn't mean anything to him. So he was talking to me about that, and he wants to buy a page, even though he's not a comic book reader. But he wants. To, so I, I pointed him to the site, and uh, you know, let's just say that uh, you know the, the days of getting inexpensive Walking Dead pages are by the wayside, justifiably so. But yeah, I mean, if you have no emotion, I mean, you hit on it, Chris. I think, and this is this, we can extend this to advice to anyone with art. You know, I, I think we're all in the same camp that any of the art we own is, is largely driven, if not entirely driven, by personal adoration for the work. You know, none of us bought it on – like we haven't bought anything on spec like oh, with the hope that at some point we'll be able to flip it. Um, you know, if 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 that's the way people acquire art, then then you should – you know, it's just not really in a consideration to, um, you know, to, to worry about what, whether it's going to be worth it. And then, like you said, if you get bowled over with an offer – um and and the offer seems tempting. I mean, it's all there's no right or wrong answer there. You just just take it or not. You know, I just uh, I'm under the impression that I'll never sell any of my art. You know, now my wife may sell it all the day I die. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, lost um, Chris. I, I think speculating is a different beast entirely. See, I cut him off. I'm sorry. It's not something I keep advice on. Right, Chris, you back, buddy? Oh boy! Yikes! Strange episode already. See that? And if anybody listening would like to own a mint there set, we go. Nice. Uh, of uh, all hi, 17 uh, Walking Dead trades, I'd be glad to part with mine. Yeah. Oh, so what was the deal? Are we repeating each other? It's uh, the your buddy that saw the Walking Dead original art. <laughs> yeah, well, I went through it. Yeah, I mean, it, uh-huh. it, 
just uh, no, just saying that that basically, you know, it's uh, we we all buy our artwork for personal love of the of the of the stuff, mm-hmm. and not to sort of flip or to speculate. So it's probably an area we're not very good at. Uh, there are people that are very, that are very good at, at at buying art for spec purposes, but it's I I just don't have much to offer on that front because I I don't ever. Yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not I'm not a flipper. I'm yeah, not a flipper dipper. Yeah, so. that's good. Are we going to do an EOC live tweet? Yes, let's do one. Why don't you pick it since you just came back? Um, wow. Let me see here. Um, Cameron Hathaway asks, what's a good side to eat with a horse burger? Anything. Let's see. Uh, Ikea ice cream? Potatoes. Um, how about, um, you know, um, uh, seriously here, everything is Dan. Dan, 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 Dan. Uh, well, skipping lunch for us, youngster. Youngster, the, the what? So don't be smirchy, Dan. Oh, I love Dan. You hate Dan. <laughs> I hate Dan. Um, we have, um, and, and the ones that are addressed to just Vince. I'm <laughs> don't you love that? No, I. I just uh, him in no, one no, of no, us there are four. There are four of us, motherfuckers. Okay. <laughs> So the ones that are addressed to just Vince, you're off, to just off the list. Off the list. He'll answer those privately on Twitter. Okay, so now and we're he back. Will to you. He's active on Twitter. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Just not with Jason. It's true. You hurt me. Uh, <laughs> Got to get it quick. That's why some people stop following you, Vince. It's all right. Uh, and there's a question about. Okay, here we go. Tom Morris, Hank Pym, love him or hate him? I uh, love him. Love. Don't really care. He is a fictional character, <laughs> <laughs> aren't we all? So love, so love would ridiculous be ridiculous. Lo- love or hate would we be. We spent five years talking about comic books. Where yeah, eighty-eight percent of what we read is fictional. You can have easy um, love affection for characters that are. Fictional. I really enjoy the Hank Pym character whenever he is handled. Um, inventively, uh, I think Dan Slott was Dan Slott. Yes. That, yep. that did, yeah, it's you know Hank Penn, if, if if he's handled right, can be one of the more interesting characters in the Marvel U. He is he's not the smartest character in the Marvel U, but he's one of the most uh, inventive. And 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 I do it. He's n- he's never going to beat uh, Reed Richards in in you know uh, Jeopardy, but. Uh, I'd like to see it though. Yeah, it would be, awesome. be a good game. Um, he's yeah, there's a you know there's a little Han Solo there with Hank that I like. You know sure. it, it, the, the the history of the character got drugged down so bad because thanks of, Jim Shooter. Yeah, because of Smack and Jan around, but she's dead now. So I mean, <laughs> I think we can move on. So it's okay because she's there's, there's no she's evidence. Dead. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, you can beat on anybody who's dead. Don't worry. Seriously, no, though, I, I, he was I, one I, of those I, guys, yeah. like on Star Trek with the red shirts for me. Um, he would just flesh out a scene. Um, didn't really care. Uh, yellow jacket aside, didn't really, really care only, for his costumes at all. I don't know. Yeah, just, some of the some of the costumes were a little. I, I, he really only felt that way when when um, Al Milgram drew him. Otherwise, I liked a lot. Um, I really liked him in the Avengers: Earth Mightiest Hero cartoon. Um, he's he's good in Avengers Forever. He is good in Avengers Forever. Yeah, I mean he has. He's one of the original Avengers people. 
and he is he's he's in a way he's also the Avengers Lex Luthor with, with the whole Ultron thing. I, mean, I was going to say he's 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 a lot more significant than I think people give him credit for. I would agree with that. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, he's one of the original. He's one of the, he's one of the original superheroes of the Marvel yeah. universe. Um, uh, you know, speaking of, speaking of poor Wasp, I, I had mentioned a week or so ago how much I I think that uh, uh, Avengers number one is one of the most perfect covers ever. You did. One of the slights on that is that Wasp is a part of the Avengers. She's a member of the Avengers. She's on the cover, not mentioned, but the other four are. Because she's a woman. Yeah. Women are women are subordinate. Yep. Secondary. They don't. Yep. You know. Yeah. Well, All they do but, is clean but, and make but, babies. But, 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 but I think it, I think it is very indicative of the era, which right. which in a way kind of adds to the kitschiness of the cover, which I love. So anyway, you do. By the way, I know everyone's really concerned, but uh, Janet is in fact back from the dead. No kidding. Oh. She didn't actually die, quote unquote. <laughs> she was sent to the microverse. I was just going to say pocket universe, you know, but same thing. You know, um, don't care. Yeah. It's it's some, some say, you know, Look, other people might okay. though. Okay, here we go. <laughs> from, from Dan, from Dan. What oh, are some of the long-running comic book tropes, uh, plot lines, gags, etc. that need to end? There's fucking one Ooh. right there. I have to agree. Uh, enough. I'm sick. You know what? It has. It has. I'm gonna say it. It has driven me away from mainstream superhero comics. I can't fucking take it anymore. Yeah, I don't think it, it's it's you that's only been driven away. I've been driven away, but I think the worst thing that the can't recurring take, death thing take, does it drives the respectability of comics away because people just don't take it seriously. Because I mean, laymen don't. Whenever whenever you start at such a low fucking bar to begin with, to drive the respectability away is I mean that's those episodes, that, that's an that's an accomplishment. He's he's on fire, man. Oh, I'm 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 done. I'm done with it. I'm I I don't. I can't do it anymore. Right? I'm, they have beat me. They have I beat think, me. You mad? I think I think we should hug because I feel the same way. Uh-huh. I'm just I'm done with the the mainstream stuff. I have no interest in it, and that's a big part of it is because this this stupid death thing. Uh, no, I have don't. no fear, uh, fear, fearless listeners. Dap and I still read some mainstream books. So yeah, they do, yeah. and they do a good job at reporting them. Why don't you report about one of those now? Your time is limited. Uh, I, I mean, I have some <laughs> books to talk about, but uh, I do not have a mainstream book to talk about. How about David? I bet you he does. Uh, no. Oh. No, not for this week. Good See? gravy. See? See? You're done. You're all beaten. You've well, no, no. I, I, well, I talked I, at length I about Batman last week. I, I, I downloaded... Um, I... I Hit up the Comicsology app. I grabbed some Indestructible Hulk. Thor got a Spider Man was dead for ten pages. Spider Man, ten pages. Um, Uncanny X Men, some uh, some Avengers. So I mean, I have stuff on Is Professor tab. X back yet. Oh, the Guardians of the Galaxy. I I, I have that. Three quarters of them. <laughs> By the way, uh, for those that uh, are going to ignore Chris and Vince's snark for a second, um, one of the reasons I haven't talked much about Marvel is, as people may know, I, I, I have, I made the with the Marvel now, I made the switch all to collected editions. So I just they haven't hit my inbox yet, but they will be soon. I, I think we're in month three now, so um, I'll start getting the uh, first round of uh, hard covers, and uh, we'll read those voraciously. And Dap and I can. Yes. Wax poetically about what we like to do. Oh, you know what? I, I, I do have a snark. Thank you. It's just honesty. Uh-huh. I, I have a thank you. Well, no, you're not being snarky. Chris is being snarky. Well, yeah. I'm always snarky. I mean, this is a surprise. 
Uh, my, my thank you was to Mr. Derek Howard. He uh, he gifted me uh, Maggie the Mechanic, Love and Rockets, Library Book One of oh, Locus. So good. So oh, I cannot boy. I cannot wait to dig into that. So that's that that I will be reading after um, after I finally finish Scud, which I'm not quite oh, at the halfway point. Isn't that so good? Oh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It's so funny. Now, David, have you read any Love and Rockets, or is this your first? Uh, Heartbreak Soup. Okay. All right. Which I really enjoyed. So you know what you're going to experience in that first volume is nothing. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, Vince, are are you more of a Maggie and Hopi or a Palomar guy? I really can't answer that question. I can't. Yeah, it's rough. I, uh, um, I'm. Wow. I. I don't. I could never pick. I. I. When. When. When Gilbert is uh, in surreal mode, I love Palomar more. But when Jaime is doing the. Uh, the strange stuff with like Izzy and like flies on the ceiling, he can't be beat. And obviously in, in volume four of the new stories, that's like one of the best stories I've ever read from Jaime. So I, I, I can't pick. It's impossible. Yep. I'll yep. say Mario. How about that? There you go. Do, <laughs> nice. uh, do, do, do you want to talk a little bit about Scud, Chris, or do you want to wait until we're done? Um, yeah, let's, let's get done with it. What's, okay. uh, Let's maybe let's maybe have that as an in your travels and have some people catch up on some uh, on some scud because I'm enjoying the hell out of it. All right, well it's about damn time. I'm going to talk about a book then because no one's talked about a book yet. There you go. Uh, I want to talk about a book uh, that was pretty much on every best of list that I saw this year, from Publishers Weekly to Amazon to uh, Time. Um, so it's been sitting on my shelf since I sort of seen this list. I often use those lists as a way to try out uh, graphic novels that I otherwise might not have heard of or order through Diamond. Uh, and this one is uh, written by a Mr. John Backdurf, who um, who uh, goes by Durf Backdurf in when he writes comics. But ah uh, yes, uh, and that is my friend Dahmer. Uh, yeah, it's a yeah, it's a yeah 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 two hundred and ten page. Full color uh, graphic that novel. Thing, that thing has been out for a long time, hasn't it? Well, it came out last year. You, really? We, we, yeah. Well, let me get to that. So it's it's this this volume came out last year by Abrams, um, and it made as I said all these best of lists. But what Chris is referring to is that um, uh, Backdurf is 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 a indie comic creator for a long time, and he um, he went to high school was was class or rather was was classmates in the town of Bath, Ohio with Jeffrey Dahmer and knew him reasonably well. And uh, right after Dahmer uh, died, uh, he began writing a serialized uh, accounts of his experiences with Jeffrey uh, in a bunch of different things, um, different indie comic mags and anthologies and the like. Um, excuse me. And then a bunch of years ago, he collected uh, a lot of that into a 100-page book, mm-hmm. um, which actually won an Eisner, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I remember, I remember yeah. Tom talking about it on, on AC. Yeah. Sure. Long okay. Ago. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then he um, just this past year expanded it and put out this this much more comprehensive version, a uh, complete novel. It's you know, like I said, it's two hundred and I think two hundred and ten pages. Um, it's it's largely um, it's funny it, it, in many of the many of the places where it, it was listed as best of, it was listed as best of nonfiction. Um, 
that's a little bit of a of a mischaracterization. It, it is nonfiction in that Durf did know Jeffrey, knew him reasonably well, and that much of the things that he speaks to directly in the book are are his his you know as best as he can remember nonfiction. But but there's a lot of in the book a lot of license taken in terms of solitary moments with Dahmer or stuff that was going on with Dahmer in his house that is really drawn from anecdotal accounts of when Jeffrey was giving interviews after he was arrested and also from stories of other people that knew him. So it's, it's, it's more of a, I mean, it, it, it defies, again, most people will, will refer to this as a nonfiction book. I don't know that that's really fair. Um, not that we need to be fair to Jeffrey Dahmer. It's kind of, kind of a, kind of a true fiction book. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I I mean, I think the, the core of it is, is, is very fair in the, in the, in the, such as the lens of, of where Durf's experiences with Dahmer obviously is, is, is true. Um, but it's, it's, it's a strange, I loved it. I loved it. it. It's a very strange thing, right? It's, it's, you have arguably one of the most, despicable and reviled humans of our lifetime that that is written in, in a lot of ways sympathetically in this book um and not in in a way like oh you should feel sorry for this guy or that you, sh- you he, he he didn't he wasn't evil incarnate but but more in a you know durf is trying to take his own experiences as a child of the 70s in a small town and just reflect on what Dahmer was like without passing judgment on him in the sense of saying, oh, you know, he's been mischaracterized or he just says, this is what I know about the guy. He was a weird guy. Here's what was weird about him. And then two weeks after we graduated high school, he killed his first person. So it's it's just fascinating because, again, you know, um, I don't know what it is about the humans, the human psyche, but – a lot of us do have some kind of strange attraction to the taboo. I mean, look, serial killer books are wide, you know, hugely popular when, when there is one, you know, when they're on Dateline and they get interviewed, they're, you know, crazy good ratings. So there is that part of us that is attracted to these hard to fathom villainous people, right? And even you can extend it into comics. It's like stuff that we see in, you know, Walking Dead or even like Crossed, right? I mean, there's, there's an, mm-hmm. kind of a, a strange curiosity that a lot of us have to that world. I'm powerless against it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. So here's what I really loved about the book most of all. Um, his, his, his accounts of Dahmer portray a guy that by all accounts was on a path to disaster, but Durf doesn't excuse the fact that like there's a lot of randomness to 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 a person becoming an extreme like this guy had like there are plenty of people that had a childhood like Dahmer's if not worse and they may grow up fucked up but they didn't grow up to become mass murderers you know what I mean so he looks at it almost like in a clinical way like this is you know and and, and again it, it accounts from basically Dahmer's ages from when they were 12 to just after high school um, and I must say I, there were things about Dahmer that I, I wasn't aware of um, so it, it's interesting in that you know this is a guy that was um, unlike a lot of sort of I think people remember him as being a geeky guy and sort of thing but but uh, he was apparently like really physically fit like and built like a like a, a linebacker like a huge mm-hmm. tall muscular guy 
Um, a lot of people thought he was really funny because he would go around doing impersonations of like people with like um, like disabilities. But he did it all the time. Like he would walk around school as if he had like Parkinson's or cerebral palsy or something. And again, that seems really cruel to say now, but. In high school, let's be honest, like lots of people would have found that funny, and that's what happened. Lots of people loved it. They thought it was hysterical. Meanwhile, his mother, Dahmer's mother, had, had these kind of maladies, and so he was really acting out. But people thought it was strange and funny, and, and uh, that's what he was known for. He was also an unbelievably, like, almost to near-death alcoholic, even as a teenager. Um, wow. And he drank that. basically just tons of liquor uh, all the time um, because he was trying to drown out his own thoughts. Trying to, trying to kill the demon. Yeah, literally kill the demon, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and Durf, if there's anything, it's funny. I sympathize. The, 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 <laughs> thing that, <laughs> the thing that Durf criticizes the most is is the adults in this town. You know, he, he makes the point that, like, you know, uh, Dahmer was drinking, you know, two bottles of hard liquor a day at like 15 years old wow. and every kid yeah. in the school you know he reeked of alcohol and was you know stumbling and, and disengaged and yet not one teacher or guidance counselor ever questioned him or asked if he was okay or he was just you know one of those kids in a big high school that was just lost in the shuffle you know nobody cared about him one way or the other so he was just there and um and and you know he he makes i think he takes some poetic license in his portrayal of Dahmer's family life because apparently, you know, Dahmer's parents argued a lot and eventually the divorce. But I'm like, you know, as, as someone that grew up in a divorced household, like, you know, or in it with the divorced parents, like that, that's seemed screamed really of all the things he talks about, like the, the, the weakest, like it wasn't like Dahmer was abused by his parents. It wasn't like he was tortured or saw abuse or torture. They just fought a lot. So he was lonely. He was disengaged, but so were a lot of kids, you know? So I just don't, I didn't quite get that, like the point he was trying to make there, but but um, it is really fascinating, and and the thing is, is as you read this journey that this guy took, you have to wonder if there was anything anyone could have done to stop it. Um, I mean, he was taking, finding roadkill at ten, eleven, twelve years old, and um, and putting it in jars of acid, and 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 then watching this the, it get melted away, like as like entertainment, like. I mean, you know, I mean, that's that comes from a place that's like so deep inside someone that's so disturbed. Like, I don't, I don't know if you can blame that on, uh, on, 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 you know, nurture versus nature. You know, I, yeah. I just think that there's like some synapse that isn't firing right in that particular biological mind, you know, mind, and that that's that's destined for 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 some kind of of of, of issue. He's no and Dexter. Like, well, yeah, I don't watch that show, but I know I know what you're saying, but like, um. He also, you know, Dahmer is a, which I didn't realize, I guess I had forgotten. Dahmer is a homosexual, was a homosexual. Yep. Um, Big time. Yeah. And, and, and he, and, and he, he wrestled with that from pre, you know, basically pubescence on, but he would fantasize about not just having sex with men, but having sex with dead men. Like mm -hmm. from like the time he was like a preteen and, you know, you just, you hear this stuff and you think, gosh, I mean, again, like on one hand, Durf's trying to say like, what if. What if someone took a notice of him? What if he had friends? What if we were nicer to him? What if his parents were more engaged? What if his mother wasn't so selfish? But then I'm like, dude, I don't know. I mean, if you're 12 and dreaming, sexual, having sexual fantasies, you can't get out of your mind about sleeping with dead men. Like, see, his his predatory uh, tactics were despicable. The dude would lure boys back to his room, 
um, he would medicate them, he would drug them and get them in a state where they couldn't fight back and then he would mm -hmm. kill them and then, you know, do whatever he wanted. I mean, they found genitalia in his refrigerator. Oh, is that, I yeah. forgot all that. See, I forgot all of this. It's been so long and I yeah. haven't. But, well, um, that, that's one of the things I was going to kind of bring up is is that it, it's it's odd for us, the generation that we're in. And, and I know we have, surprisingly, a lot of listeners to the show that are quite a bit younger than us or that are in their... Uh, late teens and, and 20s that Dahmer is history to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dahmer was, I mean, it's 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 our history. Much like, uh, uh, you know, Vince is, is, and I don't want to paint you as, as tremendously older than us, Vince, but wait, John Wayne Gacy is mm -hmm. probably someone that you remember. Oh, yeah. um, John Bundy. Wayne Gacy. Ted Bundy was the... Dude, he used to have an yeah. avatar. He used to... <laughs> I have a painting be, of him as yes, my avatar. That's John, John Wayne Gacy. Yes, I, I love his paintings. Uh, They're awesome. Williams, we know all about the John Wayne Gacy here in Chicago, all right? <laughs> um, yeah. But you know, John, John, for me, you know, John Wayne Gacy is probably like Jeffrey Dahmer is for a lot of a lot of people uh, younger than us now. That you know, I didn't live through that, but yeah, I mean, Dahmer, yeah, the 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 age I was. I mean, you were making you know fucking Jeffrey Dahmer jokes whenever we were in you yeah. know in high school, and I mean, kids can be you know cruel and all that stuff but yeah it's it's interesting to me because we see these uh, you know graphic uh, uh graphic depictions of of Dahmer coming out now and i it's just it's just interesting uh, i'd li i'd like to hear from some of our our younger listeners and, and forum posters of their thoughts on Dahmer as kind of a um as a figure in in history it's I think one of the things that drives um, a serial killer is is um, not, you know, the lust to do what he's got to do, but it's the byproduct of what he does, and that's fear. These guys cripple communities, oh. and, and because of that, they gain notoriety. And even if they don't know who they are, these guys get off on that. They get so, off on yeah. and that's power. Well, so, so when you look at somebody yeah. like Dahmer, who was ineffectual as a as a teen to a certain extent and then you know the 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 community started to react to the stuff that he was doing he took that as a a, a source of pride i mean he had power he could affect thousands of people just by the things he was doing and i i think that not that i i sympathize with it but i i think that's a big part of it is uh how uh one man's actions can um just ignite thousands and thousands of people into like locking their doors and and hiding under the bed you know it's just it that's fear, son of, that's son, what fear of, does. Son, of, son of sam i mean yeah. that was it's that's that's i love that movie the summer sam but yeah in, any of these serial killers and that's um uh, green the green river killer right if mm -hmm. you haven't if you haven't read that graphic novel is phenomenal it's so it's one of my favorites of what two years ago so good yeah, look at charlie manson Manson didn't even uh, kill anybody. Well, well yeah. not anybody that was widely reported, but yeah. I mean Manson's people did and and he is notorious. I mean he's he's the boogeyman now. You say Charles Manson no matter what your age. Uh, he should if, always if be you the were, boogeyman. if you at least know her around it, it, that's fear. Number one, but I think that's a different like I think because like you said though Manson was it was a there's a whole other layer to someone that's able to 
be magnetic enough to turn other people into murderers, right? Like right, he was a cult, right. you know, that cult that's a different power entirely, yeah. right? Like you, you that, Well, Dahmer used to get letters um in the in the in the prison from people who wanted to be with him and and borderline worshipped him, not to the extent that Charlie does, but yeah, I mean, and and I would say, I mean, if the stuff we're talking about is of any interest to you, the, the new show, the following is sort of. I gotta it's, watch that. I heard it's good. Yeah, it's good. It, it. I mean, some people aren't huge fans of it, but but again, it's it's. I I I find it good. It's, it's the last, it's, the most recent episode. I think no, not the one from this week. The one from last week. I didn't watch Mondays yet. The one from last week. I thought was the best one of the season. Yeah, I think you'll like this one even more. It was awesome. Okay. Mm. Um, but no, I mean, um, but but yeah, just like I said, I for some reason I didn't remember a lot of the details about Dahmer, whereas like I vividly remember the Ted Bundy stuff and all that. But um, um, yeah, just this book is really it's it's just terrific in, in that it's just this this strange perspective of of this person that we we've kind of in our minds turned into this almost this this fictional pure version of evil you know and 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 everyone has to start somewhere right before they they make those choices and and there's this one scene in the book where um uh because Dahmer used to always do a lot of stuff in the woods near his house and and uh and this is where like he he collected the like the the you know the the um the animals and stuff and would and that kind of thing and he had him back there and and he's kind of sort of at his wits end and really getting the urge and he he lures a dog uh, to to the woods, and I'm only you'll hear. I know David's cringing, and, and you you think he's about to you know make his first kill, and he lets the dog go, and uh, and then they, they, there's a footnote that says like Dahmer told that accountant that's he said that was the last time he ever let somebody go. Wow. So oh, he has a heart, isn't that nice? But no, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah they're, they're all in this freezer. He killed a yeah. human being. Yeah, they're all David's in this on point, nice. baby. Now the artwork. Killing. I mean, um, Vince, do you know Durf at all? Like, have you seen I any? Do. Of the- I do. I do. Have, I have Dahmer, and I have um, what's the Trailer Park one? Um, he his previous book, Trailer Park something. I have uh, that one. Yeah. yeah, I don't know offhand. Um, but I would say, I mean, he's he he's self-professed from the um, um, punk rock and Trailer Parks. Um, he's self-professed of the uh, he he's his huge influences is is Robert Crumb. So, I mean, again, I wouldn't say his art is directly indicative of Crumb, but but that's who he has patterned his own artistic stylings after. Yeah, I think so, he's great. Yeah, I think he, he's going to be at C2E2, I believe. Oh, interesting. Awesome. Oh, that'd be yeah, so, I mean, again, it's, it, this is what it is. I mean, make no mistake, if, 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 if the mere thought of reading about, like, a serial killer is off-putting, this obviously isn't something you're going to check out, but if, you, you know, if you're curious about getting into the mind of these kind of you know, outlier human beings. This is a really interesting way to do it. Um, and, and I, I really, I thought he did a great job and it's a really fast read. I read it all in one hmm. sitting, 210 pages in one sitting. It's nice. it, it just flew by. Mm-hmm. Am, so, am I echoing at all? No, no, cool. no you're good. Awesome. And one bit of trivia, Bath, Ohio, home of Jeffrey Dahmer and home of oh, Bath, Ohio, LeBron James. Oh, see, I wouldn't oh. know that. Mm. There's yeah. a connection there. <laughs> hey, we have a live tweet that we can kind of spring off this. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's from Okramids, who is always with us every week on the live tweets, and and he he asks, "Would you support a creator if you abhor what they stand for, but the material is choice?" Uh, repeat the question. Um, in a similar, like with the Orson Scott card stuff, would you support a cre- a creator if you abhor what they stand for, but the material is good? Well, I mean that that's kind of a loaded question. Um, the question is, would you support the creator? 
Chris mm-hmm. loves to revise the questions. No, no, no. no. Que- That's not question- what they're yes. asking. Well, no. The, the, quest- the question is... <laughs> this is what he you, means. He's like, yeah, you didn't mean to ask it this way. What you meant yeah, to ask was... Right. Well, I, I know what you mean. This. I'm trying to clarify. Is the question... <laughs> Is the question, would you support the creator, or is the question, would you support the work? Okay, would you here, buy an Orson Scott card book? Here, here, well, no, I wouldn't buy an Orson Scott card book, because personally I don't think he's very good at what he does. But I don't really care how he feels about anything else. Um, it, personally, I am attracted to people whose views are radically different than mine. Um, and I, oh, you love me. and, and yeah, I right? would, I would support their stuff. I mean, look at me. I, I have serial killer art books. I have, um, I think everything Manson has ever written. Justiniano um, sketchbook. <laughs> Justiniano. Uh, no, but that, that no. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> it's not funny. It's not something Sorry, to laugh at, David. It's not. I uh no, I I am very much attracted to to that kind of stuff. So yes, I would support them, but I I, I realize there's a well, lot of people who take I, a stance. I, I I would support the work if it's if it's good. Hey, you know, it's there there's the whole separation of of art and artist and we talked about this a lot. You know what? Neil Adams Don't say kinda it. kind of an odd dude, you know? Don't and if you and if you and if you don't if you don't if you don't believe or or accept his scientific views, then that's fine, you know. But do you, are you able to separate the man's work from from that? Um, you know, John Byrne. We talk about Byrne all the time. You know, yeah. Byrne. Byrne's kind of a jerk to to a lot of people in a lot of people's minds. Are you able to to separate the the art from the artist? And we can go on down the list. It's you know Jason and Jerry Conway. Uh, there's <laughs> you know there, well, there's the Orson the Orson Scott card thing has gone too far. And my problem with it, and you guys know this, that I'm probably the biggest liberal out of the four of us. I'm probably the biggest gay rights ally. I don't that, know about that, that second one. I think the we're all gay, gay rights al- like al- ally. Really, Vince? I think David is the biggest by far. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. From just from, I mean, David's I mean, always I the first. A, a gay pride parade, but <laughs> I. No, <laughs> hold on. Chris? I mean, let's not turn this into some pissing. I mean, I no, think we are universally, unequivocally. Uh, if we start measuring dicks, I'm going to lose. But my thing, my thing is, and, and that's great, and, and I love to see that 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 people are rallying around this and 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 making it a gay rights issue. But you know, let's not deny the man the 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 right to work because of his his faith and belief structure. Well, yeah, that's exactly, exactly my point in the, in the forum thread. It's, it's, gone yeah. too, it's gone too far. It's gone but, but, too far. But no, my point in the forum thread was exactly that. If, if if a publisher wants to give him work and feels like his his views won't taint the marketability of that work, he should be able to have personal views, especially if he's not espousing those views in a, in a work of fiction yeah. that he's been asked to write. But that all said, the question that Vince read was, would I support someone whose creator whose views I abhor? That's a different question than I think like a Neil Adams or a John Byrne or even like a Dave right. Sim, who I think are pretty loony and like from maybe a political standpoint or like a philosophical standpoint, I'm pretty far afield of them. 
and even would find it hard to be personal friends with them with some of their views. I don't necessarily abhor their views, though, because I don't feel like they have hatred in their hearts. Yeah, like, a, a bore is a really strong. I mean, yeah, I mean, if some dude was like openly, unapologetically, you know, um, bigoted, uh, or like it, a re- or like a Republican. Well, hey now. Or, um, or Justiniano. I mean, is anybody going to buy if he was able to draw great, anything? David, yeah, would anybody that, buy anything he does from now? Yeah, that, that, would, that would be hard. Would anyone would, else, if they feel like, well, he's. I think is he dead now? He killed himself, no. right? No, he's he's in. I, I believe he's in prison or about to be. Oh, okay. I thought he committed suicide, but no. Sad, though. I really like the way that guy. But no, draws. what I was going to yeah. say is, is oh. that's a great example, David. I don't begrudge anyone else that wants to buy his stuff. Like that's fine, right? But. I couldn't, in good conscience, ever support him again. Right? I mean, shit. I just was sitting, saying earlier for far less thing. I, I, if I had known better, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have supported this Mark Andrew Smith thing, right? Just because I've, I've heard enough that I don't think the guy's doing right by people. And by the way, as we're talking about all this, uh, um, uh, our, our our buddy Brandon Graham is tweeting the hell out of why you shouldn't support Sullivan Sluggers. But, but oh uh, shit! <laughs> um, oh, I feel terrible now. <laughs> All right. Just, just to, by the way, Brandon Graham just tweeted what I had said earlier, which is to say that Stoker got a flat page rate. He's seen none of this Soul and Sluggers Kickstarter money, and that uh, if you're going to support Stoker, buy books that he writes because he's a much better writer than Smith. Yeah, go <laughs> buy uh, and that, and that's true. Fifty Year War, the Godzilla yeah. thing, which is yeah. awesome. so. I think the more in in the sense of if if I really felt someone's views were aberrant, personally, I probably would would not support them. Like even something like um. I think I probably saw most of Mel Gibson's movies in his career, but I have had no urge to even watch reruns of his stuff since. See, see, that's tough for me because like Payback is one of my favorite movies sure. of all time, and I don't he, that that is totally a separation of art and artist. That's totally and, fine. I mean, I'm just saying, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm not judging. Like I'm saying, but I've noticed that like I have no interest in. Like Mel Gibson movies now, like it's just and again, right. it's not yeah. it's not even a conscious thing. Whereas Tom Cruise is a fucking lunatic, but yeah, yeah. but he's a loon. That's to me like his views aren't harmful to me. Like I, he's just, I think he's out of his mind. But I, I still watch the shit out of some Tom Cruise movies. Like yeah, I mean, watch the shit out of them. <laughs> Although it is it is very hard for me to turn away from signs, but that's not so much Mel Gibson. It's because of everybody else in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, I got something I may want to tag team with Chris on. Oh. Yeah, and I want to spoil the hell out of this because it's so good. Um, it it is uh, published by Top Shelf, of course, uh-huh. written by the God, the comic book God, Alan Moore, and and drawn by Kevin O'Neill. Oh wow! It's called it's gonna Nemo. Be so, it's going to be so awesome to talk about this next week. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Are you you're you're gonna, you're you're going to talk about about Nemo, aren't you? Nemo, Heart of Ice. Come on, let's do it. Do it. Can't, do it up. Can't wait to talk about this next week, Vince. <laughs> oh, you're so easy. I didn't Bring even it read down, it. Man. I just it's I just got, got it today. Really? Oh, you, you you haven't read it yet? No, I just wanted to bust your balls a little bit. It's, so it's okay. So I'm I'm I do my daily Amazon, go to Chris's store, kind of thing, and daily. I'm like. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll, I'll hit Amazon at, at some point during the day, and uh, and I go there, and I've noticed that the the Nemo has been you know pre order, pre order, pre order, and today it was not pre order, and I'm like, ooh, has it been? It's released, and then I'm like, oh, it's out, and I'm like, oh crap, I can't get it before this week's show, and I bet you Vince read it. No, and, not yet. Um, Just so I, I didn't have enough time to, or I would have. 
Okay, so there, there's your, there's your in your travels because I'm so reading this because it's gonna be awesome. Does it look it awesome? A it's bit? beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, what size uh, hardcover is it? Is it like the black dossier? Yeah, um, it looks to be the same size. Yes. Does it? Does it smell really good? <laughs> Tastes good too. Yeah. 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 But I, I do have something to talk about. Can I? No. Wow. I doubt any of you have read this, so I guess I can just go on and on as much as I want here because I chances are good. I, I mean, I hope you read it because I think, and humor me here, I don't say this often, but um, you know me. I love horror. Uh, in that genre, this miniseries that I read, which has been collected into a beautiful hardcover by the fine folks at Dark Horse, I think it's a masterpiece. And I'm not, uh, there's no better word to describe this. It's that good. Okay? Are y'all still there? Or did I yep. lose you? Um, uh, what? Faded breath. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's, it's a very disturbing blend. I mean, if you have read any Edgar Allan Poe or Lovecraft, you're going to notice the, the, uh, the homages and the little nods right off the bat. Th- this book, um, would fit very well in the stuff Robert Corman, um, Robert Corman, Roger Corman did in uh, between, like, say, 60 and 63. I bet you've seen these movies. House of Usher and Pit in the oh. Pendulum with Vincent Price. The Fall of the House of yeah, Usher. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah the, so the Raven that he did with Karloff Price and Peter Lorre and uh, Jack Nicholson, too, was in that. Young Jack Nicholson. Um, Tales of Terror, uh, The Terror. With with uh, Karloff and Nicholson, and do you ever see Die Monster Die? No. Which was which so. Karloff was in that too. Um, it, it it was uh, another of the Lovecraft um, inspired and uh, adapted movies. But when I tell you who did this book, you're gonna be like, oh, no wonder. Uh, it was written by the great Jan Strinod. Wow. Yeah, Warren veteran. Uh, and who has written many things for the collaborator he worked with on this, and it's Richard Corbin, the god Richard Corbin. It's Ragemore. Now, oh, yeah. yeah, I let so this thing. Sure you're going with this. I let this thing sit, and I'm sad that I did because uh, my eleven o'clockers may have been a little bit different for last year. Huh. Uh, it's that good. Here's the pitch. Uh, we have a middle-aged man. He's known as Master Herbert. Herbert, nudge, nudge. Uh, and he's the lord and master of Ragemore Castle. And this is a position he inherited when his father went batty. The, the, the guy is reduced to a near feral, uh, let's call him a manimal, because he's still a man. But he, he, he runs around the castle naked, uh, pisses in corners, uh, roams the grounds. Uh, the, 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 his son Herbert does, has no idea what the dude is doing. All he knows is he's batshit crazy. Um, and, and when the story opens, Herbert, uh, attended to by his faithful manservant Boderick, he's a bit beside himself because he has visitors in the castle, and that's something that he he doesn't allow. But uh, as the case uh, may be, it's his uncle, his boorish uncle J.P., decides to visit with his beautiful daughter, Honoria. I see um, the reason why Herbert's so uh, uh, cross and kind of uh, 
uh, fearful is because Ragemore is is far more than a than just a plain old castle. It it it, it may be built out of wood and stone, but according to Herbert, it, it wasn't built uh, so much as it was grown. Uh, the 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 castle was nurtured on the blood of pagan slaves and priests three thousand years before the birth of Christ, and you got to see the way Corbin illustrates this. There's these these. Uh, slaves and their 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 bodies are all painted with these uh tribal markings and and uh, graphics and they're pulling these huge blocks of stone into place and and the, the the priests would kill the slaves and just dump their blood in the like the foundation of this castle and and the the blood caused the castle to grow and mature it's nuts um so uh, as as you know fate would have it uh, there's a foul um storm raging outside so old jp has to spend the night with his daughter can't leave you know the bridge is out uh <laughs> not really but that's the old cliche um and and herbert he he tries his damnedest to tell jp you know you got to get out of here it, this place will not have you he 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 tells him um the that the castle is a foul-tempered, vengeful, bloodthirsty beast that will brook no inhabitants save Herbert and, and those in his, his employ. But the the old man's not having it. Why? Because he has a plan. Uh, JP hasn't been entirely forthright with his nephew because uh, Honoria isn't his daughter. She's a a, a backstreet trollop he hired to kind of you know fan the flames of passion within his uh, nephew who's been living in the castle with nothing but his servants for for years and years never has felt the let's just say the touch of a woman and uh well it worked because herbert uh, gets all you know puppy dog eyed for for honoria not not so much because he's in in love with her i mean he tells himself he's in love with her but he wants to sire an heir to the the caretaking position of the castle because the castle demands it and and jp thinks he's nuts he's like this this kid's off his rocker he's been in here too long you know um but jp makes a big mistake and, and he tells uh honoria out loud vocally uh the fact that he knows ragemore is constructed on what he believes to be a font of richard richard riches uh, he says that, you know, buried underneath Ragemore, there's tons of oil and coal and silver and gold. And you know what? If he has to take the castle apart brick by brick to get them, he's going to do it. And the castle hears him. <laughs> and boy, does it get pissed off. Uh, um, he, he wants to uh, have his brother declared insane and take the castle away from, from Herbert. Uh, and Ragemore's just not having it. While the old man is asleep, the castle freaks out. There's this a huge column of stone pierces his bed, and the, and the old dude is 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 running, and and uh, so you have a physical structure that's attacking an old man, and Honoria, and you have to see the page that Corbin illustrates. This thing is gorgeous. The the guy's running, and it's at night, and he's outside, and it's raining, and he's in his nightshirt, and you have a, a, a building that's attacking him, and the building morphs into this dragon-like creature, and if you were wondering who in comics currently working is the best with light and shadow, 
Richard Corbin. It, it's amazing. The thing just grabs him and bites down on him. And the, you see a panel of the old man screaming. And the beast just rears back. And this huge gout of blood just comes streaming out of his mouth. And its eyes are closed. And, it, and it's looking up. And the rain is just like beating off the, the snout of this thing. And Corbin zooms in. And you, all you see in this one panel is the, the head of this creature with blood just dripping down its jaws. And it opens its eyes and you see a little, little dot of white amidst the, the blackness of, of the eye. Like as if thing, this thing was savoring what it, what it, oh, it's amazing. It's just, it's incredible. And the first page is is i think one of the best in the entire book and it's so simply done it, it's just the castle um this huge edifice and it, it 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 the way corbin draws the scene um it's it looks to be like it's actually piercing the clouds but the entire castle with one exception is uh shrouded in darkness it's like the sunlight won't even touch this thing because it's so foul and nasty but there's a flying buttress that that uh, erupts from the side of the castle, and at the end of the buttress, there's a gargoyle. But it looks like a creature emerging from the rock, like not somebody carved it and just placed it on the buttress. It looks like the rock itself has trapped this creature and grown over it. It's nuts, and and uh, it's like an ant's eye perspective. You, it's looking up at the castle, and you see the the ocean just lapping at the at the 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 boundaries of the thing. It's gorgeous, and you know how he did it. He used all the tools he possibly. Am I getting uh, crackly? No. Oh, he he no, used. Fine. See, this is the case where the 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 artist uses the tools, not the other way around. He he used so much reference material for this thing. He made plaster casts, uh, or he employed plaster casts of skulls for some of the characters. He used a three D program to actually render a low-res version of the castle that he turned and spun and used different, um, you know, perspectives and viewpoints. And then he drew from that as a reference. He didn't just, you know, oh, hey, that's great. It's a 3D program. I'll just take that image and just pop it into, you know, my, my uh, Photoshop and I'll just use that. No, he drew it from just because he wanted to get that perspective just right and you can tell i mean the thing is flawless he did room interiors where he lit them from you know certain angles and he uh you you could tell there's um, a a an interview with corbin online where he shows some of the renderings that he pulled out of the 3d program and he actually made the shadows better so he didn't just use the shadows verbatim, verbatim from where you know the camera and the lights cast them he tweaked them a little bit the guy is so damn good um and he even sculpted some of the characters' faces to help him drawing. Like he would hold it in his left hand and draw with his right, like angling it just the way he wanted. The guy is phenomenal. And once you get a look at the pages, you if if he never did the interview and never told the you know that he used all these things, you'd never know it. Never. This is not Greg Land, where where you can tell like hmm, there's there's been some some aids going on here. Not that kind. Uh, but you know, it's just amazing. It's an it's an amazing book, and and that's only the first issue. I I can't. It's it's almost inconceivable where this story goes. You have these. So did skulls. you get the single issues, or did you have the collected edition? I bought the single issues, but I didn't read them in time. 
as they were coming out. So when I heard that Dark Horse was going to make a hardcover, I said, what the hell? I'll, I'll, I'll double dip on Corbin. He's like one of my favorites. And the the hardcover is relatively inexpensive. Yeah. For for a four issue series, it's only seventeen ninety nine. Yeah, I have it. I have it. I have it. it it's though. it's amazing, dude. The the you have these skull faced baboon creatures that roam the 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 out the, the grounds of the castle. What, what are they there for? I'm not going to tell you, but but there's a reason why they're there. Um, there's a subterranean race of these these little stark white. Um, uh, spear-toting worm creatures. Again, not going to say why they're there, but there's a reason why they're there. And and in 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 true Lovecraftian vein, there's this eldritch horror from beyond the stars. Literally, this thing is hiding and and biding its time under the water for a chance to strike. It, it's a it's as as Dave Windorf would say, it's monolithic, baby. It's an awesome awesome uh, series. Nice. Uh, you know, you, you got to read it. Um, and there's nothing extraneous in the book. Every character that's introduced is there for a reason. They they fulfill a function, and something happens to them. And 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 I will say, I'm not going to give away anything, but every character undergoes a transformation. Nobody escapes this thing unscathed. None of them. You know, there's 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 not a light at the end of this tunnel. <laughs> it's it's pretty dark. But um, that's not giving anything away. Uh, and another cool thing: the servants in the castle are anthropomorphic bugs. They're they're frig. They look like these huge roach, beetle-looking things. And one of them oh, has cool. a sh- one of them has a chef's hat on as it's cooking the meat. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, and the stuff Corbin does with shadows is just incredible. His, his shadows are are so alive. Um, um, the the texture. Loving rockets, thanks, dude. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. It is so alive, but uh, the the just the textures and the way he works with with blacks and uh, his drawing style. It's a masterpiece. It really is. And not only the art, the story is just as good as the art. So it's like this perfect blend. You know, it, it would be one thing if it was just great Corbin drawing, but no, this is both. Stranad did a fantastic job with the story. Creeped me the hell out. The ending is very, very disturbing. There's some things in there I don't even want to tell you until you experience them yourself because it is, ugh, it's icky, man. <laughs> it's really good. That's all yeah, I got. I'm looking forward to, to checking it out. And you, not necessarily a huge horror fan, you will love it because it's 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 in your face and it's relentless. Every issue, it just compounds on the stuff that came before and it just keeps getting more disturbing and, and Stranod will reveal certain, uh, you know, uh, bits of information that, that play on stuff that, that happened before and there's a reason, there's a, everything has a reason for existing. It's not just like, well, let's just give somebody disease so they can go rape and kill people. You know what I mean? That's fun. This isn't fun. This is, this is classic horror. It's, it's, it's a masterpiece. Yeah. Raping and killing is fun. Yeah. <laughs> but this is an I, upbeat Pepe goddamn episode. Fictional works, Mr. Dumber. I read it four times <laughs> yeah. and, and I would read it again. Yeah. Hey, here, here's an interesting live tweet from, uh, Matthias, electric. Uh, how long should a comic run be to be noteworthy in this direct digital market? Nine years, not long enough. Um, and my answer is define noteworthy. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, well, I think 
wants us to. But um, my answer is I don't think the, the duration sets that tone because I don't either. All Star Superman yeah. is a twelve issue run that's pretty much perfect comics. Yeah, you know, Fear Agent is to me perfect comics yep. and it's thirty six issues. Felt um, like it took nine years, but yeah. No, right, but I'm saying so. I mean, whereas um, joke that he's making, Bendis' run on Bendis's run on Avengers is nine years or almost ten, but a lot of it was forgettable. So yeah, you know, whereas John's John's had a run on you know, so I just I don't think it's length of time, and you know, I just don't think that's the right way to look at it. Well, one of one of my one of my favorite quotes about not just comics but just life in general. Never confuse activity with accomplishment. Right. Yeah, it's very true. It was one thing. It was whenever um, when Tower Records finally came to Westchester. And just <laughs> wow. Okay, I'll wait. I'll wait. Pregnant no, pause. What? He no. just gave birth. <laughs> when, when when Tower Records finally came to Westchester and everybody was running there and I walked in there for like the first time, it it that's kind of when I saw it in in. A physical manifestation of quantity over quality because they had a lot of shit and they had a lot of it and it wasn't anything really great it wasn't even like it was you find better shit at, at the little mom and pop record shops and I miss tower they, though they, exactly what, what chris said is exactly right you know just because just because you put a lot of shit out there doesn't mean it's 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 noteworthy that's true jeff johns writes a lot of books or he did at one time Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. Let's do another live tour. So there. Are we going to What's going on? Well, how about this one? Dave Jordan. Okay. Uh, what is a run that has never been collected that you wish was, or one that has gone out of print that should be reprinted? Um, I'm sure we can get these out of the way because we talk about them all the time. Yeah. Uh, Rom. Micronauts. Uh, yeah, micro, 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 man, nice, micro, nice, Chris. Uh, Master Kung Fu. Right. Uh, but what else? It's never collected. Uh, Will, Will Piper's Hero. Yeah, and then, you know what? It, that should so be that collected in in light of the, the, the new series, right? Don't you yeah. think? I thought sure. they would have yeah. jumped on Will, that. Will, Will collected it. Yeah, Will collected it himself for me. Me and sent it to me, and it's awesome. It is Miracle Man so, is yeah, probably another it needs to be collected. right? Yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris mentioned Miracle Man. Uh, What's the deal with that and Marvel? Like, why yeah. haven't they jumped on Miracle Man? What's they, taking so long? Because they still don't own the rights, in spite of what they. I mean, they, they, don't, they, don't, they, they, they don't. Well, I mean, before they made the the press release, don't you think they should have? Don't you think they should have checked well, that the out? Print, the press release was all about the Mick Anglo stuff. That's what they. That's what they acquired. Oh, what? Everybody wishing was that you know it was it was the the Moore and and Buckingham and Davis and Gaiman stuff, but, but it, even it, even the Mick Anglo stuff they put out was like limp dick. They they put yeah, out these expensive yeah. um, hardcovers on really that nasty was, paper. You know, that 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 the hardcover and then that that mini series of of the Miracle Man family, or whatever. That was kind of like when I decided to not fight Renee and say you know what I have a lot of shit I can stop buying physical books that was pretty much one of the nails <laughs> in the coffin wow you you <laughs> bought the hardcover I did buy well it was half price at DCBS but yeah I bought the yeah hardcover. I did too 
I I waited until I saw it, and I'm glad I waited because yeah, I, I for I a hardcover it weighs about half a pound. It does, like, dude. It, 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 there's <laughs> nothing to it. It's crazy. My iPad's heavier. It's crazy. <laughs> and holds more. Um, wow. Yeah. What the hell would I want to see collected? Ooh, you know what I wanted to say to you guys, and I know it has nothing to do with what we're talking oh. about. Huh. Um. I'm not a huge G.I. Joe fan, but the trailer for that new movie looks outstanding. The shit's yeah. been supposed to be the shit was supposed to be out a year ago. How is it still not rated? You know what though? I'll tell you something, David. I agree with you that it's it's but I think they were smart for once in making it delayed because Oh, I do too. Like think about um I mean uh like they had they made the movie and then Homeboy Duke was gonna be like they tried to pretend he wasn't in the movie. Yeah. And now he's like the biggest thing since sliced bread, so now they're all about saying he's in the movie. Yeah. So I think it's going to work out for him because he went from kind of a guy that everyone made fun of as couldn't act to being like a big time A list star now. Yeah. So it's going to. Is that it's the Rock? Cool. No, Channing. Channing Tatum. No, Channing Tatum. Oh yeah, I like him. But that's my point. A year ago, people were like, "Oh, Channing Tatum can't." Yeah. Right, yeah. Well, that I mean, it's not like they're not all that wrong, but it, it's it's true. I mean, there are. <laughs> It's yeah, he's, he's grown on me, dude. He's done a lot. I mean, oh, absolutely. Yeah. But he, he, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure he's good in that role, and and he wouldn't be the reason I'd see it. But um, I mean, there's Snake Eyes, there's Storm Shadow, they're, 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 the the action it looks scenes badass. Look, look yeah. yeah, especially on that on that mountainside. But it's um, yeah. I mean, I was he 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 and the sort of funny Wayans brother was. They they really kind of detracted from the first movie for me, but it 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 was you know, I I watched it and and it was okay, but um, it was hard to kind of get through at times. The second one does look much better, and I don't know if 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 Dwayne Johnson is you know a great actor, but it, this looks like it's it's a movie where. I know a lot of people love the the, the Fast and Furious movies now, now with him in it, and it seems to be a movie where where he is a good fit in it. So I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, the thing that gets me about Dwayne is he seems honest and eager to do well. Yes, maybe he maybe he doesn't all the time, but uh, I mean I I can't say I, he acts better than I ever could. But everything I've seen him in, he's at least entertaining. Like in that second uh, Mysterious Island movie, he's great in that. You know, it's it, it's it's not a, an Oscar winning. Uh, yeah, it's not an Oscar winning performance, but he's right, good yeah. in it. I don't know. Did, did you did you see the Tooth Fairy? Yeah. Well, we're all entitled to to. to no, watch. I thought wow. it's a it's, it's a fun movie. I mean, it's not great, but it's fun. My kids love it. There you go. Yeah. I think that's who it was kind of designed for. So yeah, yeah. The um, no, I was just. I mean, I'm I'm glad they were wise to wait. I know that you know they had the the, the teaser commercial during last year's Super Bowl, and then they they were going to push back, and then the whole thing with his his wrestling career. But the waiting a year made sense. It was just it was it was. I know a lot of people were giving it flack because. It was 3D, and it was a big budget movie, and they promoted it, and then it disappeared. and And I, I'm pretty sure it will work out for them, but um, I'll the, the the timing is good too. And that's another thing where it's it's the whole he's going to have to promote this. He's promoting you know Snitch, and God only knows how many other movies. So it's not like he he has time to do his other job. But it's uh-huh. um, 
he's he he's busy. It's it's a busy spring into summer form. So I mean, I'm I'm, and he's he's out there. So I mean, it's not like he's phoning anything in really. So mm-hmm. it's all good. It's all good. So, Hassan asked us what our first con experience was. Uh, wow! It's gonna go me. That that I remember actually going to and 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 walking around and spending money on was was one of the um, one of the cons at at the Hotel Pennsylvania across the street from Madison Square Garden years ago. So long time, yeah. Yeah, was that a creation convention? I think they were. Yep. Okay. You see them as events? You too? No, 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 no. My first convention um, was I think. 79? 70, 78, 79? Mm-hmm. Uh, four years old. They, they had a Doctor Who Star Trek was like convention. Six. Um, at the, one of the hotels oh, around there. Ooh, who was that? Was Tom Baker there? Was Tom Baker um, there? Did no, have a scarf? But, but Brigadier John General Brigadier. Lethbridge Stewart was. <laughs> and I, oh, I have his... The Brigadier was there? That's sweet. I have his his autograph on a eight by ten glossy, yeah. And unfortunately, the man is dead now. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, he, he passed away. But yeah, the brigadier was awesome. He was. How about you, and Chris? I think well, he was no. one of the, one Sarah of the Jane. only ones that um, jumped series. Like once uh, he started in the uh, Davidson, was it? And then he jumped into the Pertwee and into the Baker, and I think he was even in some of them after that, right? Yeah, but uh, Sarah, Sarah Jane jumped from the old to the new as well. No, I don't mean new, new as in. Are you like, talking the last... about who jumped Siri? Yeah, he continued after after um, mm-hmm. the Doctor changed, which was really cool. Yeah, yeah, but Sarah, yeah, Sarah Jane was um, she went per tweet the, the Baker. Oh, okay. There you go. And then, and then she. Yeah, she was she was um she was Pertwee's last um last companion and crossed over to um and then and then Harry uh was in the robot, which was the first Tom Baker episode. Yeah. And so Sarah Jane and Harry and the, the Brigadier whenever um because uh, Tom Baker's character was still grounded on Earth for a short amount of time and See then what I did. got liberated. Um what? I got you going. You got, got me started you on the Who, right? That's right. You got me going. You got me going on the Who, even though we all know that you're a Joe fan. Um, you like Joe? Joe Grant? Yeah. Uh, I yeah, my my favorite my no 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 my favorite my all time favorite companion was Romana, not the blonde, the uh, the, the dark haired one uh, that uh, Baker oh, married. That oh the brunette. I love her. Yeah. You're breaking yeah, up. She was all sorts bad. of fine. Oh yeah, beautiful woman. Yeah, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys keep talking. Okay. Well, you want to share your keep, first con experience? Keep talking. Go. Oh, okay. I'm breaking up. He's going for a beer or a drink. My, a, a, few, a few, a few, a few. I'm Should we keep going while you break up? Or you was up. Go. I'm baffled. He you can't were, hear. You're just like you guys talk while I'm breaking up, and then you went right into something new. Like what's up with that? Not that we can hear because he was breaking up. <laughs> That's awesome. Good Classic. Um, my first con was a Wizard World Philly. Ooh. Uh, and 
I vividly remember it because it was the 180 degree from what my con experiences are like these days. I went on a whim. Um, I didn't know what to expect. I had never been to any type of con before. Uh, I walked in and was immediately consumed with, uh, with nerves and, and, and I was uncomfortable and I didn't know what to do or where I should go. Um, I had no plan. I had like no, what's that? That's so unlike you. You don't, yeah, no, I know. I, I remember wandering around just sort of in awe of everything that was going on and, and, and then stumbling upon artist alley, but I didn't know anything about what an artist alley was. So I didn't know like, if these were just like one-on-one appointments or if these were people like working, I didn't know it was just baffling. And then I started just wondering and people were clearly probably noticing that I'm wandering around looking dazed and we're trying to engage me in conversation like artists different at different tables. And I was basically completely uncomfortable to talk to anybody. And uh, wow. so I went and basically like got something to eat and drink, sat in a corner and kind of like people watched for a while, went and like looked through some back issue bins for a bit and uh, and left and was like, wow, I don't know if I'm ever going to do that again. <laughs> and I didn't go to another con for five, six years. That's baffling. Yeah. So Cons can be change. scary, I guess. If you don't know, obviously you're you're uh, the proof of that. If you don't really know what to expect or what you're getting into, they could be really intimidating. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I wish I could now. go back in time because I'm sure that was a kick-ass artist alley back then. So probably what some, year was that? Some people. Are, uh, God, it was probably like, mm, I don't know, 90, 96 maybe? What were you, 10, 11? <laughs> <laughs> no, you uh, dick, I just graduated college. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what else do we have? Who wants to talk who's about your, comics? Who's your favorite Muppet, dude? My favorite Muppet? Yeah, James wants to know. Wow. Um... Probably the Count. Okay. Hmm. Or Super Maybe. Grover. Okay. Uh, damn. I I want to say... I, I, I kind of want to say Kermit, but I would probably lean toward... Well, so you said the Count. So are we talking Muppet Show or Sesame Street? Well, it doesn't uh, matter. Probably they, say either. They're all on yeah, the they They're all Muppets. Muppets. On uh, well, no, I know they are. It's it's all Jim Henson. It, it's um, on the Muppet Show it would be Fozzie. Okay. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> really? On, on, Ses- on, on Sesame Street, it would be Cookie Monster. Ah, I like Gonzo too. Yeah, Gonzo's He's awesome. great. It would yeah. be Swedish Chef for me. Beaker. Oh, be oh nice. Poor Beaker. Beaker. Yeah. Beaker. No, mind Beaker. Poor Beaker. Beaker was awesome. No, Beaker gets the Beaker shit kicked awesome. out of him. He's he's the, he's the he's the one that takes the pratfall for the for the joke. He's always being thrown around or blown up or electrocuted. I mean, the poor guy. He's been Gee, the ringer. And you want, and you want, and you wonder why I fucking like Beaker? Because yeah. <laughs> you're a sadist, man. Super Dave Osborne of Muppets. He's Super Dave. <laughs> yeah, and I would say a close second for you would be Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> that would be yeah. That, that well, that's Chris and Vince. Yeah, this <laughs> sucks. Yeah. Why these people? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. They they had a very 
you know, a, a, a very good perspective on the world around them. <laughs> they, they, called, called, they, they called it how they saw it. Nice. But the Count's relentless, though. Exactly. Can you all hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Count's got a little bit of an OCD issue. You know, he's he doesn't give a shit who's around, what they're doing. He's going to make you count, just just because that's what he does. One yeah. vagina, two <laughs> vagina, three <laughs> vagina, <laughs> two in the that's, pink, and that's, oh, that's wrong. The, uh, <laughs> that's that's wrong. Dude, I, you guys I, are making me think of the uh, the pilot for Black Dynamite, the cartoon, when he has to when Kermit goes uh, when when uh, Kermit's voiced by JB Smoove. And uh, he he's, he becomes a pimp, <laughs> and uh, has to take him down. Awesome. Do you ever see? Speak while we're on the subject of Muppets. Do you ever see uh, oh, Peter no. Jackson's Meet the Feebles? Yes, not a fan. No, oh, no. I think that movie's great. No, but I do yeah. recommend people go see Avenue Q if they ever in New York. Yeah, I want to. I still need to. Oh, I've heard it's awesome. It, it was well, it was here in Chicago too. We we have we have. You know, off Broadway shit here in the little in the little city. Jesus, no! You, you got that. You, you get that secondhand sort of like. Yeah, the guys who could, the guys who could make it on Broadway. Now. It's like, well, at least I'm open we, we, in Chicago. We've we've even got Book Mormon here now. It's you know so Mormon. You know, little you know, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like Do what? Book of Mormon. Bat Burton's like favorite play ever. Yeah, yeah, I have to see so that. The, I think it's great. That's, yeah. Does that have anything to do with the Mike Allred thing? No, I don't think so. No, it's uh, it's Trey no. Parker and Matt Stone. Oh, I like yes, those guys. Basketball, yeah. Cannibal the Musical's awesome. <laughs> no, nobody's seen it. No, sorry. No. It's a musical. It's great. <laughs> Is it? Nice. Hence the title, Thank Cannibal you. the Musical. Yeah. yeah. We got to hear the comics talk about. Let's uh, talk about yeah, comics. I um. I, this is this is a thank you. It was going to be an in your travels, but I'll I'll um I still recommend it. I I need to get the second issue because uh, it's it's ninety nine cents, and I read the first issue, and I need to continue this story. Uh, it's from Monkey Brand. Oh, it was nice. was uh, it was gifted to me. This is why I thought you were going at the beginning of the episode, Jason. But I received a um, a DM from the books artist Ibrahim Mustafa and he uh, he sent me a DM because he wanted to send me the first issue and uh, so I redeemed my comicsology code I immediately read it and I was kicking myself for not being aware of high crimes before he DM'd me and and I know that we've talked about Monkey Brain in the past, Jason talked about it most recently and I've been um, I have been forgetful and in uh, in checking out their page on Comicsology, and I want to see more from them. So this is my bad, but this is uh, the art is absolutely fantastic. It's written by uh, Christopher Sabella, and basically, it um, the the characters are um, Zan Jensen, who was uh, who was a she was an Olympic level uh, skier. And um, apparently things did not go well. So now she's kind of uh, just uh, persona non grata. And, and she um, she's living in Kathmandu now. And there's a, um, there's a gentleman, Haskell, love his last name, Haskell Price, who 
is um, who basically kind of does uh, kind of a, he's a grave robber, and and he'll he'll go on on expeditions like on Mount Everest and find dead bodies, and 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 uh, there's some blackmail involved, but it it was a pretty unique, different setup. I mean, you know, I'll read. I'll read my Punisher and I'll read my Spider-Man and I'll I'll read my Indestructible Hulk and then I'll read something like this where it is unlike anything else I'm reading and um, it's it's one of those things where I'm glad that I mean I, I mentioned Remind and how that changes things for me in a lot of ways but then I'll, I'll read something like this and it's it's just it's a different type of story but it it works in this medium and it it it's it's a story that actually could be told in other mediums, but I think the art is fantastic. Um, Ibrahim does not cut corners. He, he, uh, he puts a lot of detail, whether they're in a bar or on the mountainside or just walking the streets of Kathmandu. There is not, there's no blank backgrounds with, with, with some hazy colors. So you get the idea that they might be outside or, or in a room. There's, there's a lot on these pages. It's, it's, um, it's 99 cents. I'm going to get the second issue. There are two issues out. It's called High Crimes. I definitely recommend it. Um, it's uh, the first issue sets up some things where I mean, there was one character who I'm, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt because usually, because I'm I'm not familiar with these creators or with these characters, but if this was like to happen in a mainstream book, I'd kind of roll my eyes or groan, but there's one scene towards the end of the first issue where um, I'm going to give this introduction, uh, I guess I'll I'll say a pass, because I want to know more about this character. Maybe, th- there's obviously a reason why he acts the way he does, but um, th- there's a lot going on in in these these 20 odd pages and and i definitely recommend it It, it's it's something that i'm going to be following for a while i don't know if it's uh i don't know if it's an ongoing i don't know if it's a mini series i'm just into it so i want to see where where it's going and and i want you to check it out also sounds very good i downloaded those this week david nice okay let me know what you think yeah definitely cool Awesome. Did Bob Seeger in it? No. It does take and pictures. It, and it, and, and it, was, do. it was it was it was witty because I'm like I'm like oh high crimes that's that that that's pretty cool and then I realize you know where the book opens and where it's taking place and I'm like oh that's the high part I I I picked up on that I was probably, uh, <laughs> it was a slow day. Ah so high. <laughs> oh boy, dude, Hangover Three. Ye- yeah. <laughs> What? Why? I because they 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 need to. Why? The joke hasn't been hammered into the ground enough. I don't know. It's apparently it's the end of the trilogy. It's it's the movie nobody demanded. I don't know, but it's it's something that I saw. They must be under contract, right? Because I can't imagine Bradley Cooper agreeing to have done the third one if he wasn't already. When they were making yeah, the after after several no way. After they made the second, while they were making the second one. I guess Cooper was was talking to the director, and he's like, "Really, people are actually going to want to see this again?" I mean, because it was—I didn't see the second one yet. I mean, was it the kind of the same joke, just in a different? Oh, the second one was terrible. That's and that's the other thing I'm here. Terrible. The 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 poster for the third movie with 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 Zach and um and and Ken looks pretty interesting, but I'm looking at that and and a friend and 
friend of mine on Facebook, she posted the cover, uh, the the poster, and I'm thinking, and she absolutely hated the second one. She goes, the second one was terrible, so I'm 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 trying to um, recommend. I'm trying to offer some, you know, look on the bright side. Maybe it's like you know the oceans and the transporters and and the transformer movies, where the second one is just awful and the third one's supposed to be that's, the. End. That's true. Yeah. So maybe maybe the third one will redeem it. I don't know, but I mean, I I, I got. I got the sense that after I saw the first one, I kind of saw everything I needed to see about these characters yep. and what they do. So yeah, pretty much. It's kind of like Caddyshack too. Yeah. Oh well, see, but Caddyshack it was just that was. I mean, that was Jackie Mason and and yeah, I dug that. that I mean, it was Jewish. a really bad movie, but I, I, I <laughs> wow yeah, it was wow. It shouldn't have been called Caddy. The only reason, the only connection was 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 Chevy Chase. There was really no reason for it to be Caddyshack too. But yeah, hey, I have a live tweet. This is is a really good live tweet. Uh, It's from Andrew Shaw, 23. Uh, And he says, with the Kiss comic being all kinds of awesome. Go ahead, yeah. Which which it is. uh, What other bands or singers would you like to see in comics? Can I can I keep and, my and, and and as soon as he as soon as I yeah. read that I remember those revol uh, those rock and roll comics what were they from revolutionary comics remember David where where <laughs> every but every band every singer had a had their own comic this was this was my answer to Andrew I said and and I have a few of them here I said Queensrÿche <laughs> I said wait, 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 it's better I said Cinderella wow. I said oh, wow. what Come on, Wasp. Come on. Wasp would make Blackie would make a great Black comic book character. Yeah. Striper, Jin Blossoms. Ugh. I yeah. said Striper. I said oh. I said Doc. Dream. Did you get some? Did you get? I did did not, you get some? Doc up in there. I said Extreme. I said Tears for Fears, Expose, and Michael Bolt. More than words. Wow, <laughs> David, you just covered the map, there, didn't you? I, I, to, I would. I would uh-huh. love to see a Tool comic. That would be all uh-huh. kinds of freaky shit. Yeah. Yeah. Here's one that Vince will like, I think. Was this? Uh, David Byrne. David Byrne. That would be oh, free. Oh, yeah. You know what? I mean, if somebody wanted to do a Tom Waits comic, not so much on Tom Waits, but yes, adapt his yes, songs sir. for comics, that'd be great. Or, and, and, that, uh, and, oh, my God. There, dude, that is the next great anthology project. Tom comics Waits, Comics huh? inspired, inspired by, by the songs of Tom Waits. I fucking yeah. love it. Or Nick Cave. That is, you could you could do either one. Oh, but Tom God, Waits night, would be better. Nighthawks night at the diner. I mean, come yeah. on. Oh, yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah. True. They and might I, actually I would have love to see the, the dinner table. <laughs> I, I would love to see the the wow, main selling uh, Casablanca recording artist Angel in their damn. own time. <laughs> What'd you say, Vince? I said. <laughs> I said I would also love to see the multi-million selling Casablanca recording artist Angel in their own comics. Good old Punky Meadows. Oh, what about Timmy T? Or, t- or, or TKA, K7? Come on, the, the possibilities are endless. Oh, boy. We, yes. We've hit bottom. We've think, hit bottom. Let's do a bottom. Will Pfeiffer uh, live tweet, because Will always asks good questions. That one, too. Go ahead. Will Pfeiffer asks us, what's our favorite novel? I didn't answer it. I didn't answer the second part, but I answered the favorite part. But he does say graphic and novelizations don't count. Right. So he's asking us what our favorite graphic novel is? No, No, he's asking us what our favorite prose novel is. He's saying graphic. Okay, graphic and. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, Will's always on the money. Um, 
Naked Lunch. Okay. That, 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 that's my favorite book. Yeah. I um I I said Misery with uh, with Thinner being a very close second. Really, you like Misery? I, I because it was one of the first. It was one of the few times where. When they announced the movie and it was James Caan, I was like, they're going to adapt a book that I really, really enjoyed. And it's a st- and I know because of Stephen King, because I did pay money to see Pet Cemetery in the theater. And What's wrong with that? that? Uh, and and there was nothing like the book. And I remember trying to get through it. And I, did, I didn't finish <laughs> it the first time. And then I saw that god-awful fucking Tim Curry CBS miniseries movie. And then I finally, I finally finished it, which I thought was freaky as hell. I did enjoy the book. TV movie was horrible. And then there was Cujo, which strayed a little bit. And um, and then you had a couple other things. But you're talking about the movies, right? I, no, no, I'm talking. No, well, I'm, my my ideas of of the books, how the how, okay. how the movies stray from the source material. But Misery pretty much stayed true. To, to the source. What about Maximum mm. Overdrive? Oh, boy. I, 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 I like about, that about Running Man? See, if anybody who's read the Running Man short story knows it is complete, it is yeah. apples and oranges away from, from the, the movie. So, well, uh, and I, I've never, I like both Stephen of those King movies. I like, I, I like both of those movies. You like Maximum Overdrive? I yeah, like, why not? For reals? I would drive that Green Goblin uh, yes, thing that, around. But, but, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. No shit. Um, Scared children. This is a tough one because I I love novels. Uh, But, I mean, my short list, I always have a top five that are pretty much never unwavering. It's uh, it's like the equivalent of the the five women list you you get to sleep with. (laughs) Um, I mean, I guess I would have to say if I had to say my number one, um, considering I have a tattoo of it on my arm, I'd say Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, you would. Um, But it's hard for me to say that as a pure number one because I really like the totality of the... Of the Hitchhikers <laughs> series, um, the uh, and then I would say my my definitely my favorite classic novel would be Moby Dick. Uh, love that oh, book. Yeah. It's a it is big, a good book. big reason I'm in. I've, I've always loved whales. Um, and, <laughs> Why do you always giggling? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then weird. I and love then the other three, which would be in the top five, are um, more similar in their at least in their their the themes, which would be uh, uh, the Stand uh, by Stephen King, uh, and then. Wow, really? Yeah, I haven't read The Stand. That baffles me. I, I know, I'm sad. I really? Because really? Is, it on, is it on Amazon? Let me see if it's, let me see if it's on Kindle. Explain like to me Dolphins. how you've read all these other Stephen King books, but not The Stand. I, dude, I wish I really could. I swear to God, I wish I could. Uh, get the dude. expanded one. Don't get the... the yeah, the, get the uh, unabridged one. Okay. Um, and then and then uh, uh, two, actually, so this would probably be means he's my favorite author, uh, two Cormac McCarthy books, uh, Blood Meridian and uh, The Road. So the road. I knew the road was going to be in there. Yeah. So those are probably my top five, at least. How about you, Chris? Stand is available on a Kindle. Oh, Fight Club. Yeah, that's what Chris said. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like yep. Fight Club a lot. Uh, Polonic's yeah. great. Yeah, that is. That is. It's. It's my favorite Polonic book. Polonic's one of my favorite writers, and that. In a. In a. In a probably very predictable way captures a lot of my outlook on the world and and life and that's not uh that's not to say that uh that i that i hate the world but sometimes i i hate the 
the places that the world puts us and it's a it's a it is a brilliant brilliant book and uh, um, the movie is very different but I think equally brilliant and one of Fincher's best hmm um the uh I really enjoyed the Fight Club movie yeah I, I haven't read the book but I I thought I saw the movie late I think I saw it I bought the DVD to see it sight unseen and and I um I was happy with it I I uh, that was one that and um, seven and Memento. I had like the limited edition versions of it, and those those were three of my favorite movies for a while. Um, but I'm interested in in the. Did he also? Who wrote Twenty Fifth Hour? I got nothing. I, I, I know I know that that was the movie that Spike Lee directed. It actually had white people in it, but I don't know if. <laughs> um, makeup. No, it was Edward Norton. Um, but Rosario Dawson was in it also, so. Uh, but the the stand actually, all right. Changing subjects. The stand they have a stand Kindle edition at thirteen hundred and forty eight pages. Is that the unabridged version? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Cool. Okay. All right. It's nine bucks. I'll order that this week. Chris. Yes. Her. My favorite Polanik is Haunted. Yes. I yes. love that book. Love it. I, I didn't hear you. What'd you say? Oh, nice. Haunted. I love Haunted. Mm, yeah, it's good. The, the part where the the dude's colon gets stuck in the pool thing, and he's it's pulling his his ass out, and he's trying to swim away. That is that's just amazing. I love that. That's are you guys Irvin Welsh fans? Since I mean, if you're Polonic fans, I assume you are. I don't think I've ever read. I have not read. Oh really? Oh well, Ooh. you you I bet you, I mean he he did Train Spotting. Oh no! Oh I've oh read any okay. Of his. okay. The Acid House. Uh. Glue, filth. You read he, a lot. Well, he's he's really good, but the he's thing about the, him he's is he's he's Scottish, and he writes with in, in Scottish like with a brogue. So you really have to like get wow okay. get into yep. the cadence of the uh, of the of the of the speech. You can't just sit there and read it. You have to really sort of you you have to hear it as a Scottish guy saying it because otherwise you're not going to understand what the fuck he's talking about. But Vince, you would—I can't believe you haven't read Irvin Welsh. I mean, he is—he gets into the most depraved, deepest crevices of human behavior. Send me some links. Um, uh, there is, there's, there, there's a book that I would love all of you guys to read, especially Jason. I think would would appreciate this more than all of you. And it's a, it's a, it's a book called King Suckerman. It's Dave. Have you ever, have you ever heard of it? Nah. Hmm? No, no, I'm nice. Not, no. Um, uh, you have ha- you have or have not watched The Wire? I have watched two episodes of it. God, what's wrong with you people? Uh, George P. Pelicanos wrote a trilogy, uh, kind of a loose trilogy uh, of books that started out with a, a novel called King Suckerman, and it is one of the best, like 1970s drug deal gone bad crime novels that I've ever read. It's just so good and it's the you can hear the music in the background. It's 1976 Washington DC and it's it just paints a picture of that entire city and time and it is it's like um it's as close to like a novelization of stray bullets that I've read that kind of captured you know what I'm talking about, Vince? It just captures that that that, that time 
excitement and just the the seedy underbelly of of the the urban 1970s scene. Jason, you would love this book. It is it is so good. good and so it's amazing. And George, what, the reason I bring up uh, the wire is that George P. Pelicanos, uh, what I think he wrote a lot of the the material for the wire he's gone on to to write a lot of different novels and it, he just he just writes great hard-boiled um crime fiction uh ian i think uh are, are good comparables i would probably put uh pelicanos uh, a, a notcher or three uh ahead but just just really really good stuff uh uh, Down by the River Where the Dead Men Lie, I think, is another one of his, which is in that series, is is fantastic. But, uh, yeah, Jason in particular, I think you would like the um, aphrodisiac-like uh, exploitation yes. feel of, yeah. of some of it. It's, but it. But it's also, but it's it's not exploitation. it's really just hard boiled crime but it takes place the this one in any way in in the mid 70s and it really captures that feel so so check out king suckerman it's phenomenal i do like one city underbellies underbelly. I do. oh it's it's got it's got it's got all of that and more it's 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 uh, so the, the um 25th hour was written by david benioff i don't know why i thought it was any re- relation to uh Chuck, but comic fans should know the character's name, should know this writer's name, because aside from books, he's also written some screenplays, uh, among them X-Men Origins Wolverine, which surprises me that I enjoyed 25th Hour as much as I uh, did when he also wrote the the Wolverine movie, but he, um, I enjoyed 25th Hour. I, I really... Going back to that. All I remember about that is that Ed Norton's about to go to jail, right? That and that's yeah. He's he's on the twenty fifth hour. He's got it's yeah. his last day as a free man. So on the twenty fifth hour, he has to report to jail. And and uh, um, Barry Pepper's in there. Philip Seymour Hoffman's in there. It it really is. And and oh, who's the um? Uh, he used to be a New York Giant, I think. But but um, damn it! I wish I could remember now. Wow. Um, it, it all Lawrence goes wrong Taylor? for Ed, Ed Norton once he splits with uh, Lawrence Taylor. I'm sorry, Jason. David Lawrence Taylor. No, 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 no. Um, uh, is a uh, um, big. Oh shit! Um, he was a. I, I will tell you in one second because it was because I think he may have also been. In, oh, uh, Tony Saragusa. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember this movie. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. that, th- those scenes usually th- took place at the in, in the nightclub. But he's a Jersey boy. He wasn't a giant, though. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's yeah. a Raven. Was, was, he in this, was he in the Sopranos yeah. for it was an episode? A but yeah, it was okay. So, um, he actually owns a restaurant that I go to quite often. But no kidding. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you check your CD underbelly, I'll bet you you'll find enough change <laughs> to get a whole mess of comics <laughs> and our sponsors. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we got to do your travel. 11, so, yeah. you'll, you'll find a whole mess of comics to get no, cheaply right, at Discount Comics Book Service. DCBService.com. Check them out. Yes. Remember that code EOC8 gets you an extra 8%. They are the best. Yes, DCBService.com. And in your travels, yes. uh, in addition to getting uh, the Nemo 
Heart of Ice by Alan Moore and Kevin O'Neill. I spent the majority of the weekend plowing through a massive tome of a book. It must be, it's thicker than a brick, definitely. It's uh, Comics Journal number 302. Mm. And, and I, I wanted to talk about it this week, but I'm not finished with it. How could you finish uh, a 600-plus page book in a weekend? Impossible, right? you got to do stuff around the house. you got to go places. Um, it, it contains, among other things, uh, there's a gigantic, I think it's over 100 pages, uh, a back and forth between Gary Groth and the late Maurice Sendak. And uh, I think it's his last uh, interview before shuffling off. There's uh, a really uh, good uh, story. Every day I'm shuffling. There's a really good story about Robert Crumb and uh, the, Crumb. the character he uh, hired as his, quote, lawyer, uh, Albert Morse, and the fact that Robert Crumb never copyrighted Keep on Truckin' with the first mm. publication of, of Zap Comics, and it came back to bite him on the ass. So they went back to press and did a, a second edition of Zap in which it was copyrighted, and a whole mess of shit came out of that. And I want to talk about that next week because it's a really cool story. There's a psychological profile of Mort Weisinger and his hatred for Superman. <laughs> uh, but but the, the best, Chris, the best so far, I should say, mm -hmm. Kim Thompson interviews Jacques Tardy, and it's it's over a hundred pages, and, oh. and yeah, and Tardy talks about oh. um, you know it, it covers most of his career. They kind of gloss over the heavy metal years, or should I say, the metal erlant years, um, for whatever reason. But he talks about the book he's doing now. It's called um, I Renee. It's about his father's experiences in World War II. His father was a oh, prisoner wow. of war and escaped. <laughs> It's just it, it's a great interview, and and Tardy just he he's not uh, an auteur, you know what I mean? The guy just seems like a, an everyday average dude who just makes some of the best comics you've ever read, right? Uh, it's just a great yep. issue, but it's a bit unwieldy. It's a huge book; like you have to really plan to read it. You can't just pick it up and start reading. You got to prop it on yourself because it, it's huge. It's really big. But uh, next week, I'll get into it because it's amazing. amazing. So good. Um, Louis Trondheim has uh, a strip in there uh, that's a companion piece to his Hoodoo Dad um, graphic novel. It's just so good. There's so many good things in there. I, I, you, I won't run out of stuff to talk about next week. Comics Journal 302. Get it. Wow. Okay. That sounds great. Hold on, I'm finishing an order. How can all right I, I, before Chris goes? So the stand <laughs> over, over over no no listen over 1,300 pages, Kindle mm -hmm. edition, 8.99. I'm looking to buy Misery for the Kindle. It's 300 and change, maybe almost 400 pages. It's a buck less. Kindle prices are crazy. They are almost as bad they as digital are. comics. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I can't. They you cray know. cray you. They are cray cray. Mm -hmm. I was just trying to kill time, give it to Chris. Um, but okay. J you Jason. did well, David. Uh, Christopher. Yes, I just sent you a copy of King Suckerman. Oh, nice. Aww. So, what so the hell? Expect, ex it's not like I can expect it on your. Okay. And then oh, you can so give it to Vince at C2E2. God. Such Vince. a sweetheart. Um, driving. Yeah. Um. Uh, we had a couple in your travels. Um, 
uh, earlier, uh, we're going to read, David and I are finishing up um, Scud, right? Optimistic, mm-hmm. but yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, then, keep... I'll keep chipping away. And then what else? Uh, we had another one that we were, that we were going to talk about. Nemo. Which one? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm going to read that this weekend for, for sure. Uh, and uh, in the meantime, uh, I just finished up the first volume of Manhattan Project and loved it. It actually made me it made me feel like all like giddy inside to read comics Atta again, boy. which I haven't felt. It's so good. It's such a such a just a just slappy in the face, obvious but awesome concept. Now, now I want to stop reading the scud and read that. Damn it. And if you it's would like to see really good. If you would like to procure Nick mm-hmm. Pitar artwork, you can go to our friend Paolo Mm-hmm. He, he reps Patara. So. It's really good. Um, enjoyed the enjoyed the hell out of it. So it is um, bananas. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, it's really it's it's so smart. And um, as much as as much as we are um, uh, fans of the uh, the Hickman, um, the Patara is the star yeah, for sure. of that series. Big and time. Dap and I actually had yeah, lunch when we were hanging out um, together two weeks ago at Tesla's factory. Yes. How? Oh, I've heard about that. Oh, that sounds that sounds so cool. It was. Yeah, yeah that sounds awesome. in the in the in the embodiment of genius. Free beer. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Love. Um. Well, I told you to read. Well, anyway, in your. I'm sorry, I'm all stepping on. No, he's no, not going to no. say anything else. He was done. Well, that, but that, well, that's I'm the done. thing. I don't know if you know. It's hard for me to but it's um, read high crimes. Check out Scud. Um, all right, I'm going a different route. Watch Curveball. I, I've I've been telling you this for a while now since it, since it premiered. Mentioned it once or twice since then. Um, we watched a couple episodes back to back last weekend. For the love of all that's holy, I, I am actually considering breaking down and buying Legos. Watch Nickelodeon's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh jeez, this thing! I absolutely, I I watched this man, and I. It is just the, the way the the, the the voices are fantastic, but the the little things that they do not even say just make the car i mean the, the animation is is it's gorgeous it looks great it's i mean I'm, I'm watching i'll watch that and then i'll watch an episode of young justice in the earth times where and i know that cartoon network's pretty much obviously they've given up on it so whether or not as much love is going into it or has been for a while is here or there but i'll watch TMNT, and then I'll watch Young Justice, and it's like, and 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 they kind of like just give up halfway into an episode of Young Justice. It just doesn't look the same. But here, it's consistent from one episode to the next. It it looks great. It's funny as hell. I finally was able to. Um, every week, it kind of depending on who has the best lines. I always felt that that was Renee's favorite turtle, but I know now exactly which one is her favorite and if 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 a weekend goes by and she finds out it was a repeat and we haven't watched it she she really she she takes it out on me never mind that it was a repeat but it was 
Yeah, I know, but it, it was it. It really is just. It's something that I really do enjoy sitting down and and just ignoring the phone, the iPad, everything else, and I, and we just sit down and watch that for a half hour, and it's just it's it's a fantastic program. It, it's a great escape. I can't recommend it highly enough. Oh, you're bonding. Well, yeah, we are too, but it's it's still a great show. You, you the man. What you got, Jason? Um, well, I'm going to roll mine into a little bit of a thank you and uh, in your travels read recommendation, which is um, longtime listener of the show, longtime forum member, Mr. Nick Brokenshire. Ah. It, it, as, uh, it has been illustrating uh, a comic for Monkey Brain called Amelia Cole in the Unknown World first six issues are out and it's basically about uh this the, the protagonist Amelia cole is uh living in two worlds kind of like um uh fringe two parallel worlds the big difference is they are they seemingly are identical except for one uh the world has is all about magic and the other one is about technology and uh things start to ensue which causes her to need to uh save both worlds and mix the use of magic and technology to do it. Um, it's terrific. It's uh, he. The reason it's a thank you is because Nick um, put up a thread in our forums about taking on some commissions, so I engaged him to do a uh, Avengers-era beast for me, and it was so freaking awesome that we ended up talking, and then he did a Guardians of the Galaxy team commission for me as well, which is ridiculous. He's posted on the forums. He's also t- he's also posted on Twitter, um, and uh, as a thank you for I guess my patronage, he sent me uh, the um, digital versions of the first six issues of Amelia Cole. So thanks to Nick for the artwork and the comics. And I have to say, um, this is one of those guys I'm telling you right now, he's he's his prices are stupid cheap, and this is a dude who you're going to say to yourself in two years. Shit, I could have gotten a, co- a commission from him for so cheap. What was I thinking? Because he's going to blow up. So, so uh, take advantage of the Eleven O'Clock's Comics community and uh, reach out to him and get a commission because they're freaking more than more than worth their the price in uh, in in British pounds. Get on that. I'd agree yeah. with that. Yeah, because yeah. the, the first issue of Amelia is, is gorgeous, and he he did some work in the EOC anthology. And yes, it, he did. It is. I, he really does. I like his style, and and yeah, I I haven't picked up the later issues, Jason. So I'm curious to know when you read them, what mm. what what you thought about. I don't know if the six issues or the first arc, or if that's all that's done. But I I want to continue that story because that first issue was great. Seriously, and dude, my Guardians of the Galaxy commission is redonkus. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking incredible. Beautiful. It is nice. Well, there you go. That's all we got for this week. Join us next week when Chris will be back. And um, <laughs> is he there? Like you hear him if he was. Christopher, are you so sleeping? frustrating? <laughs> so frustrating. <laughs> it is. It is very frustrating. So frustrating. I, I, I can sympathize with you on that one. Uh, yeah, come back next week. We'll be here waiting for you. And you know what? We love you so much. We Seven do. weeks until Sado Sado's people. 
Oh, it's going to be outrageous. If you're going to C2E2, bring your magic cards, because we got throw down. We're going to do this. Bring your drinking livers, too. Yeah, that's true. Listen to me. Bring your magic cards. (laughs) How geeky can I get? (laughs) Nerd. Uh, (laughs) We'll duel. (laughs) uh, We love you. Come see us. Throw some hero clicks in. No, no, no. I got rid of all my hero clicks. Chris, you still play? Um, I don't like to. I just, I don't have time. And they're too expensive. Seriously. Yeah. You know, I've, I've got boxes and boxes of the motherfucking things, and I just don't have time. It's yes, her wing tank foam. I love. I've got a, I've got a foam. I've got a, yep. I've got a. I've I got was there. The, it was a real Chicago when you got it. When you scored that. I know. Boy. You have I know a Spectre too, the, right? Got the Spectre. I got the uh, the Phoenix, the Dark Phoenix. I got a, a. I got more uniques and LEs than you can shake a stick at, and they're all sitting in a box, wasting wasting away. What's in the box? You want to win? Uh, all you really ah! need mm-hmm. is is um, Deadpool, not Deadpool, um, Deathstroke, Green Arrow, um, Fire Lord. And uh, Sinestro. Is and that the lose. hot setup now? That that's what that's I used to play. No, oh, I'm talking way okay. back, way back when you can taxi okay. characters in when they stop and then they stopped because oh, yeah. they realized it was too good. Dude, that's like first race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, the the carry and, and yeah, yeah. The the TK run shot and yeah. I used, oh, I used just... to destroy with that. Fire Lord was a beast. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, well. Firebird was a bad boy. I've got, I've got the, I've got the, uh, the night, Nightcrawler unique that back in the day went for like seventy five bucks on uh, on eBay. Ooh, I never played X Men. Speaking of big, uh, I am looking for if anyone can find it for me out there, I would appreciate it. I'm looking for a print of Love and Rockets number twenty four, the cover. They're hard to find. So if anyone knows where I can find one, please let me know. Because I'm going to frame that bitch and put it up in my house. You don't want the recolored, you want the original. Yeah, the original. There you go. That's my grail piece. That's my grail original art right there. (laughs) Good luck. That cover. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. I said grail. You know, grail. I'll punch somebody in the face for it if you want me to. Oh, and by the way, guys, thanks so much for the Rothschild Grandpa Commission. You guys are awesome. Yeah, yeah. You really are. Don't get me started on Grandpa. I can go for hours just riffing on that name. Dude, how about that, man? Wait, we got we got hours. What? Holy what? He opened up his what? commission list for the first time ever, and in four uh-huh. hours he got all ten slots filled for a thousand bucks a piece. Hmm. Okay. Good for him. I know. That's awesome. That is. A hey, little, little more than make, I'd like make, to pay, make, but he's good. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Make hay while the sun shines, man. It's exactly. good, good for him. I ain't paying for that. Um, but but in, anyway, if anyone out there owns the cover art for Love and Rock, it's number 24. I'll uh, trade you the cover for six gun number one. <laughs> it all goes back to the beginning. That's awesome. I love when that happens. Thank you for being here. We'll be back next week. We love you so much. You're right. Say goodbye. Peace out, yo. Bye. The most important.